0: Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Manscaped, the very best in men's below-the-waist grooming.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LGB at manscaped.com. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped.
2: As the world's only personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA, ID Life provides its members with high-quality ingredients backed by pure science. It's science. Check out rockinthatidlife.com and speak with Dustin about how you can reach your goals today. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Get ready. To hear some noise tonight You're just seconds away From Let's Go Blues Radio Donnie up Brook? Eric Brewer was so bad <laughs>
3: <laughs> Are we like Corp? Are we suspended?
2: <laughs> I, I reciprocated the dickness Selfish, selfish hockey. hockey That's
1: right, selfish hockey What did I tell you about stick tape? You Don't need it.
2: No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast.
0: Take it away, boys! oh! oh. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 22 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We're the often imitated, but uh, never duplicated. What are you doing? I'm manscaping <laughs> right now. Yeah, sorry. We're the. Uh, I just saw a hand going up and down. I did not want to know. You've, you've not worn pants on the show before. so uh. right. <laughs> That's You're not supposed to tell
2: that to the listeners.
0: Yeah. I, if I have to know it, they have to know it. Right. And um, he just clarified in a
3: tweet that he was wearing pants. Right, it's it's that questionable. It's true. it's, it's yeah. that questionable yeah. for him.
0: He has a reputation. I'm a question. Uh, We're the guy, often. I say, the often imitated but never duplicated. The original St. Louis Blues hockey podcast uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's blow the waist grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code LGB. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. And buy ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent ya. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, February 10th 2021 this is franchise episode number 288 all time coming up on the big 300 it'll happen this season assuming the season doesn't get paused uh your hosts tonight are yours truly kurt price and uh, jeff ponder and bill day um i still have the notes in here from last week when bill day was on assignment but he is no longer on assignment he's back yay uh for your listening pleasure for next little while we'll be talking uh, st louis blues hockey uh, discussing the current, uh, series versus the Arizona coyotes. Um, we can talk about, uh, that, which is the never ending series. It seems like, uh, to interact with this show on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for let's go Blues radio. All of our social media info is posted at let's go blues.com where you can also find past episodes of the show, browse the fan discussion forum and visit our shop where you can get some awesome blues themed t-shirts and stickers that help support the show we we'll are do a live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook. So thank you for joining us. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show and get notifications when we go live. Um, and if you're listening on the podcast, feel free to check our live video streams next time you see. Uh, so you can see Jeff's pretty face and Bill's pretty face and my stunningly handsome face.
2: You're very clean shaven face compared to the two of us.
0: Yes, I am. Hey, we're here live and we're not a cat. Thank you. I was going to make that joke. <laughs> good you work. Yes, I was. Good
2: Good work. I think great, it's even in minds, my notes huh? that I have for myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I wanted to start the show by asking Bill because he wasn't here last week. He was on assignment. Uh, for those who don't know, Bill was actually uh, interviewing the uh, the cardboard cutouts over at Enterprise Center uh, all of last week. That's why. Uh, Bill, what was the best thing you heard from those cardboard cutouts? <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I can't share. Uh, this is a family show, and uh, uh, yeah, there there were a few that just, yeah, cannot be repeated here tonight.
0: Isn't that Erica Weston's job? I mean, she's always doing the, uh, the s- segments by the cardboard got No, she won't I do I've got some that.
2: beef. I've got beef <laughs> with Erica Weston. You know why?
0: Because she said she would. She said she would go by your son's no. cutout, right?
2: No, and it's fine oh. that she didn't. It's okay. But my beef with Erica Weston, and uh, let's be honest, it's probably with Fox Sports Midwest, is that she's at the same spot every single shot. Mm. So she's got the same cardboard cutouts around her every time, and it's like move her around the arena or move the cardboard cutouts around. Like it's it's weird to see the same people. With the same cardboard cutouts every single time she's on the camera. Maybe I agree. that's my beef.
0: But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. we the, love you though, yeah. Erica. Erica West, in front of the show. You, you know, he used to move around the uh, arena. Angela Sharp.
2: I was going to say Rob Ramage, but that works too. <laughs> that
0: too. <laughs> hey, right, back to you guys. Hey, back to you, Ken. <laughs> Sounds good, Ken. Back to you again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I talked to Grant hey, Fuhr, and he said his his goal is to stop the puck tonight.
0: Back to you, Ken. <laughs> Back to you guys. Oh my God. <clears throat> uh, we got some a lot of chatter in the uh, in the chat. Uh, we'll get to some of these questions in a minute. Um, we have a uh, winners to announce for the uh, our giveaway. Our uh, Stephen Walden Prince of uh, Ozzy Osbourne wearing the blues shirt, and uh, I got it right here. Let's see if I can put it up. Get it all on camera there. There it is. Looks like he's being interviewed. Yes. Uh and uh our
2: winner is Bill Day. Congratulations Bill Day. <laughs> I'm
3: honored.
0: it. That's a very Boston very uh, <laughs> Boston sounding answer. I'm honored. Uh So we are giving that away. Um uh Stephen Walden announced uh I think yesterday on uh his winner he drew from his uh mailing list that people signed up for April Mosley uh won uh his giveaway his uh print that he gave away same one we're giving away and our winner is drum please. drum all, please I feel like uh like uh, Clark Griswold on Christmas <laughs> vacation <laughs> someone hiccuped <laughs> on the microphone um uh, from uh, we, we what we did was we put uh, our Facebook uh, responses and our Twitter responses all together, uh, random generated a number and went down the list counted, uh, and then we uh, uh, it landed on Mike, uh, and his handle it's from Twitter, uh, it's, his name is just Mike and his uh, handle is uh, so yeah Mike from Twitter if you can <laughs> contact us no his handle is uh, at one B Terrace T E R R A C E, one B Terrace. 1B Terrace. So uh, we'll be in uh, contact with you, Mike, to get your or shoot us a DM uh, with your address, and uh, we will shoot you your print. Congratulations.
2: Congratulations, Mike! That's awesome. It's a great print. I mean, Kurt, hold that up again. That thing's beautiful. Yeah, it really
0: is. Look at that. Oh, love it. It's made a print material. Sounds like a thunderstorm, probably. <laughs> it. It sounds more that's, just that's annoying. That's how they did it in the radio days. The weather. Okay, you could stop. <laughs> so, look at, that, look at the quality in that print. Look at that. If I can see what I'm doing. Get
2: real tight in there, real tight.
0: Look at that. Oh, look at that. <laughs> so for yeah, I'm sorry for you podcast folks. You're like, what the hell are they doing? Oh, and I didn't mention. Uh, they are signed. So the prints by, the print by were,
2: Bill Day. By Bill Day, yeah. <laughs> no,
0: by Stephen Walton, <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Signed by Stephen Walton, so that's pretty cool. Sign prints, very cool. Congratulations, guys. Uh, to congratulations, congratulations to April Mosley and Mike from Twitter. One B Ad, Terrace.
2: Adam Gold on Facebook says, "Rigged lottery." Hmm.
0: <laughs> do you know? Do you know actually who it landed a, just a couple spaces from? Adam Gold. Oh, Austin Lynch. Austin Lynch, the cheater. Yeah, he was very close. He was very close. Yeah, and it was and it was the one that he tagged you. And I was wondering, man, if it had landed on him, I wonder if we we could have counted that.
2: Yeah. Well, let's just say we wouldn't have because Austin, we are not a, we're not big fans of you on this show. I'm 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 too busy beating his ass in NHL 21. We played again, and it was so yeah. funny because he was just he was so confident. Uh, he played as the Lightning, and I was the Rangers. We got a zero-zero tie going into third. His internet shut out, so then we started another game, and I beat his ass like six to one. So that was fun. I'm going to keep bragging about that just because it feels good to beat up a 17-year-old in NHL 21. <laughs>
0: you put that in your tombstone. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a that's a that's a resume piece right there. Damn right. Uh, Jeff, uh, you got a ponder cup tournament to you know, uh, talk about coming up. Before, very we soon. Get
2: into, before we get into that, I do want to ask, actually, you know what? I'll, we can go with that after, um, do we have an official announcement on a guest next week? We can mention that after the ponder tournament.
0: That is not next week. That's two weeks. Two weeks. Is that official yet? Yep. Yeah. Uh, we got confirmation, uh, okay. uh, scheduled, scheduled to appear. Okay. Uh, we can say, uh, Benjamin Hockman from the, uh, from the Post dispatch. That's still today. So a writer, sports writer, Ben Hockman is going to be on the show. So Ben's that's awesome. cool. He's a yeah. very funny guy, very funny guy, very interesting guy. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to having him on.
2: He's one of the guys that came into the sports running mix here in St. Louis after I left the media. So I've actually never met him. So I'm looking forward to uh, getting to talk with him and, and know about him a little bit. So it should be fun. Um, so, yeah, real quick, uh, the Ponder Tournament, uh, of course, right here joining me. In studio is the beautiful Stanley Ponder Memorial Cup, and uh, we uh, have an announcement as official: the uh, the Stanley Ponder Memorial Cup, May fifteenth for twenty the twenty twenty tournament is finally going to take place sixth annual on May fifteenth Queenie Park Midwest Sport Hockey. Only a few. Spots open for that one. Um Last I checked, I think we're at three or four spots still available. Um So if you want to play, nine. are
0: those are those gone? I haven't. What's, I haven't updated.
2: Going? I've gotten a couple emails saying that the notifications of yeah they've come in. So three to four okay. spots available. Not exactly sure how many, but remember you can always sign up on the waiting list. All money goes – actually, all money this year goes back to Midwest Sport Hockey, uh, the rink out there, to try and help them recoup some of the money they've lost in this pandemic. Um, of course, typically – and we're going to have some other things going on that's going to go to the leukemia research that um, that we've always done in the past. So if you're wanting to give money and make sure it goes towards that, I will uh, be, be making everyone aware on social media how you can do that. But um, if you sign up, that money's going right back into the rink, which is very exciting because – Unfortunately, uh, you know they're one of the businesses that has felt the sting of this uh, pandemic. But yes, very exciting, very excited to get going. May fifteenth, we're hoping some of us will have vaccines by then. We'll see. But it's a five-team tournament. Right now, we're not sure if we're opening it up to um, to public to come out and watch. I'm not even sure about that. But at the very least, if you want to play, even if you've never played before, we have a great time. It's a fun tournament, um, and uh, I'm because, trying to get because.
0: I was going to say, because, Jeff, you play like you've never played before. So Exactly. Fit right in.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've played my whole life, but I look like I've maybe picked the game up two weeks ago, hmm. and and that's not a lot. You are
0: that good. You're that good in reverse. <laughs> no. Yeah,
2: I was going to say, I'm that good at being terrible. Uh, but, no, it's it's a fun time. We we all just have a great time with it every year. It's something we all look forward to. Obviously, couldn't do it in November, so we're looking forward to May. Uh, don't know if Curtin Bill will be there, but I will be there, and that's all that matters.
0: I think the last time I played was in your tournament a couple of years ago. Was it two or three years ago? I wanna say two years <clears> that was, ago. That was yeah, I, I have not uh I mean I think I've skated a few times. I haven't played though and yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, the last time you, I played uh, was
3: three time- years ago. And it was yeah, it? yeah it was Bill, the think- Ponder tournament.
2: Yeah, Bill, you played it when it was at Madison out to St. Charles, right?
3: I did play one time at uh at Queenie. So that was okay. I think the the what? first year it was there. Um, okay.
0: What so it, was? What is the? I mean, okay. So at Queenie, when you, say after in between, like, especially in a tournament, uh, and maybe I, I know the stands are not set up for players who are waiting to play because you—that's a death wish if you try and go up those those stairs with 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 wheels on. Oh, I do it all that, the time. You, I mean, there's no rail. And you're like, and you and you just up so high, it's all concrete and metal. You're like, and it's like, and you're going. It's like if I if I hit a, a slick spot or something, it's like I've got nothing to stop me.
2: That's uh, that's the best part is is if I've still got my pads on and I know my team's gonna lose and we're not gonna make the playoff round. I'll go and have a couple beers before my last game, and then going back down those stairs on wheels after a couple beers. No, that that is a death that wish. Sucks.
0: It is, yeah. Going up's fine, going down sucks. <laughs>
2: yep, yep. <clears throat> but anyway, mark your calendars, uh, folks. May fifteenth. Looking forward to it. It'll be a good time. Uh,
0: this Monday, uh, we are going to be at Center Brewery in St. Louis for the uh, three p.m. start versus the Coyotes. Um, of course. Because wait a else? minute, they're playing. They're playing, playing the
2: Coyotes.
0: Yeah. Who else? It's yeah.
2: Yeah,
3: we never play them. Hmm. <clears throat> no. But you, I'm sick of them. You know what's going to happen. They're like the last two teams that aren't on the COVID list. Somebody's—it's it, going to get shut down the day that we're planning to go. <laughs>
0: right. I—I <clears throat> no, I, I hope not. Um, that's, um, kind of looking forward to it. So we're going as a—we're going as a threesome uh, to uh, watch the game. And uh, uh, if anybody is uh, in the area and is not working that day, uh, feel free to stop on by and hang out and have a beer or two or three at the uh, center ice and watch the game
3: in a socially
0: distanced uh, we will fashion. In a socially distant, yes, fashion.
2: So I'm going to have to try to get Bill to not rub my leg this time, but it's going to be hard to say no.
0: Well, yeah, you, Do you know that word, Jeff? It's not in your vocabulary. You've, not really. No. Mm-mm. I've seen you in action. Uh, speaking of uh, unwanted advancements, uh, official beer is episode number 288. I don't know what that means. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, You're becoming the king of segues. <laughs>
0: I do know yes. what that means, and it's uh, it's when you've had alcohol, you get more flirtatious, so I think that means Bill goes first, right? Official beers, episode number 288. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My handle's at cprice12. Jeff's J Ponder 94 Bill's is Billy Blue Note 33 Bill, go. Uh,
3: <laughs> fine. <laughs> Surly Brewing Grindcore Espresso Milk Stout. Um, Been a while since I would uh, had a, a coffee stout on the show. Um, this is only available in the multi-pack that, uh, Surly puts out, um, can't get it in a six or a four. Um, pretty good. Um, I'm not going to put it near in the league, uh, with, uh, say Founders Breakfast Stout and definitely not with Founders Espresso KBS, which is the best coffee beer of all time. Uh, but it's, it is very good. It's definitely, definitely a coffee stout.
0: I would be shocked if you had said it was better than the uh, – on the same level as the uh, Founders Breakfast Stout, which is like your favorite, right?
3: Yeah. the That's that's my favorite go-to beer anytime. But uh, the Espresso KBS is hands down the greatest coffee stout that I've ever had and ever will have, I think. Ever will have I'm, one. I'm going to keep trying them just to mm. test that theory. <clears throat>
0: uh jeff what you got well
2: out of my center ice brewery cup uh glass i guess i am drinking uh a center ice brewery pumpkin spice lager which i don't think you Mm. can really get at this point but um
0: yeah two times ago i was there and i they had it um and uh, it's good
2: yeah i think they're out but um but yeah i had this this was the last one i had in my fridge i thought you know I I love this beer. It's a great beer, and I want to promote it. So again, if uh, they may probably don't have any left. If they do, great. But otherwise, uh, remember pumpkin spice season. Uh, Center Ice Brewery makes a great pumpkin spice beer.
0: Uh, mine is the uh, Four Hands, another local local place um, in St. Louis. I got the caramel cookie, caramel coconut cookies milk stout from Four Hands. It's a play on the uh, Samoa's cookies from uh, the Girl Scouts which my daughter is uh, selling Girl Scout cookies. And I uh, I did buy some Samoas, so they're not here yet. But So I'm having the beer. I should actually save one of these beers to have with the cookies when I get them and have them on the show. That would be cool.
3: That would be smart.
0: Yeah, it's good. This is good stuff. I like it. I'm a big fan of Forehands. I was there the other night um, and uh, picked up a few things that they had for sale. Um, got the uh, S'mores uh, peanut butter chocolate milk stock. That they had, I got a couple of bombers of those. Um, got some uh, caramel cookie. Uh, got some uh, toffee. I think toffee cookie stout. Yeah. So.
3: Yeah. But did you get any of this year's Madagascar? That's the question.
0: N- no, I. You did. Yeah. All,
3: <laughs> the people I, I, that turned me. All was, I wanted. Right. So you told me about it, and then a guy I work yeah. with separately told me about it. I was the only one that was on there and got everything <laughs> that I wanted. So, thank you.
0: Yeah, I, the, only, the only thing I wanted was the triple chocolate. And uh, I didn't, I I forgot, I honestly forgot. And you, you messaged me, I don't know, was it noon, something like that, or 10? I don't know what time it was. Uh, it was five oh, when
3: I messaged you, because it was live.
0: Okay, I didn't get it until noon then. I didn't check it until noon, something like that. I, yeah, and they were out. The only one I went in there but I think it went it may have went first actually yeah it, it was one of the cheapest. I don't
3: think it I don't think it was available by the time that i got i I was actually able to get one of the uh the double barrel um makers mark kits that they had and those I think that was the next thing to sell out so very tough very tough uh,
1: we uh we got to, one once. I, was I was
2: gonna go i was gonna read that exact tweet so go or message go ahead, go ahead.
0: Uh, The forehands message, uh, forehands needs to uh, sell out here. Um, I can't fit enough in my suitcase every time I visit. Um, That was not the one I was going to read.
2: I was going to read from the same person, F117 Nighthawk, says, please send St. Louis beer to Colorado, please and thank you. Uh, Tell you what, F117 Nighthawk, slide into my DMs. We'll talk.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You You keep saying that tonight, man.
0: You know what? You know what? If if I've got I've got a, a play Gloria from Center Ice that I can that I'll I'll toss in and just add more to your shipping. <laughs> That's perfect. That. Yeah, no. I, okay.
2: Honestly, F one one seven Nighthawk. We're uh, obviously big advocates of St. Louis beer out here. Uh, you're a Blues fan. We I know we we talked to you a ton on social media. Uh, be happy to ch- uh, to help you out if you don't have anybody else in the St. Louis area that will.
0: Very cool.
1: <laughs>
2: she Look says, whoa, you, we, nice just, we just followed each other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, a care package to Colorado. Um, uh, Today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, February 10th, 1989, Mr. Dan Kelly passed away. Um uh, and this is uh, from the uh, STL Blues History Twitter account. Obviously, uh, sa- he said, For me, there will never be an equal. He was, is, and always will be the greatest hockey announcer there is or was. Uh, thanks for all the memories, Mr. Kelly. Um, yeah, and I, um, I've i heard enough of him to uh, uh, love his calls. Um, I, th- I mean, his – What I was, I was uh, 15 when he passed away. Um, I didn't get a ton of exposure to him as a kid uh, a couple of years, a few years when I was a big hockey fan. So, um but yeah sad day 1989 and he uh, passed away pretty uh, soon uh, he like he broadcast games like up until he died yeah so
3: yeah it it, uh i think it was it was a shock i think there may have been a few weeks um but yeah i remember you know my my dad and i um uh talking about it my dad uh, actually called me into his into the room where he was to to tell me about it and my my dad my dad has this voice that every time he uses a certain tone i know what's coming next he did that was his job when he was in the red cross and he used to have to call people from vietnam to inform them about deaths in the family and it just it, oh, God. It, to this day i i hear that voice and i know exactly what's coming but uh, that was that was probably the, the so... first time and it was it was yeah, I, I mean, I cried. I cried a whole lot because Dan Kelly meant the world to me. It was the the next thing that, I, you know, besides being a, a hockey player, I wanted to be Dan Kelly. I mean, just, just you know, an icon.
0: You are the next best thing now. You're a podcaster. <laughs> 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 so congratulations, Bill. You've almost made it. <laughs> <laughs> uh
3: Thank you. That uh, you know.
2: <laughs> how's, how's that? How's that paycheck, 12. Bill? <laughs> <You're right. laughs>
3: Four check, back check, paycheck.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, February tenth, uh, two thousand nineteen. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko scored his twentieth goal for the sixth straight season. It was his two hundredth career goal, his tenth career overtime goal, his fourth career hat trick. And the second time Tarasenko finished a hat trick with an overtime goal, the only other Blues player to do that was Brett Hall, who did it one time. So there's a, a record that Tarasenko owns that Hall does not.
2: But that Brett Hall uh, guy is terrible, though, so.
0: No, yeah, I mean, he doesn't have many d- records, no? Yeah, terrible. Um, February 10th, 2019, um, which is the same game. <laughs> Jordan Bennington, wait. February well, 10th, same day, 10th, same day. Same day, sorry, same day. I have the wrong year. What do I have? Two thousand. No, no. Nineteen. That... No,
2: you're right. You're good.
0: It's, it's right. It's just not. It's yeah. not
3: game related. It...
0: Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. I got you. Jordan. Uh, February tenth, two thousand nineteen. Jordan Bennington was named the first star of the week, ending uh, February tenth. So Bennington was the first Blues goalie to be named first star since Chris Mason, which was March thirtieth, two thousand nine. So Winnipeg Jets years...
2: great Chris Mason. Twenty games played Mason, with the Winnipeg Jets.
0: Mason had some. <laughs> Mason. Mason was good here. That was he was a great surprise. Yeah, he was, I mean, good. He was really
2: good.
3: He was he was part of that team, that two thousand nine team that yep. that took us into the playoffs, and still can't get past the the uh, goal that he let up against Alex Burroughs Though that that was a backbreaker. Vancouver.
0: Yeah. yeah. That, that I, 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 I still, I'll never forget the conversation I had with, with Chris Kerber about that. He goes we won too many games. Yeah, Because <laughs> we yep. finished I think we finished 6th yep. that season after Bol- like being in the seller. and he's like if we had finished 7th or 8th we'd have won the second round. Yeah I,
2: yeah, I don't remember <laughs> who it was but I remember thinking the same thing when it happened. I remember they won like the last two games of the year and I thought man I wish they would have taken 7th or 8th. I did not want to play Vancouver and right. that's, that's who they lined up against.
0: February 10th, 1981, St. Louis Blues goalie Mike Lute named the MVP of the 1981 NHL All-Star Game. Uh, the uh, 4-1 to Camel Conference uh, the Camel Conference, won the uh, game 4-1. to Lute stopped all 25 shots he faced in 31-plus minutes, which is unheard of in an All-Star Game in the NHL. A uh, video of Dan Kelly presenting Mike Lute uh, with a Toyota Celica is posted on the, uh, on the Twitter account. So the winner gets a Toyota Celica <laughs> Supra. Toyota Celica Supra. It, uh, you know what? Um, the uh, uh, who was it? Um, who what? Which blues player was the MVP of the All Star Game, and they gave him a cow. It was Gary Younger. Red Berenson? Gary Younger. That's right. Gary Younger. Gary Younger. Yeah. <laughs> he was presented with a cow. <laughs> My, how far we've come. What do you get now? Like a Hummer. Humvee, Humvee, not a Hummer, a Humvee. You, you probably not get a Hummer of.
3: too, but... Jesus.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you do. Yeah. At some point, right. From someone. Yeah. Uh, no, I it's... Show, show it's a long you, line of people.
3: You get a Honda. It's it's the Honda NHL yes. All-Star game. Yeah.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Honda. What's the, a what's the cool car that Honda makes?
3: Uh, is there one?
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> the, what, what they is make it? good cars. Yeah,
3: they, I, I've driven a honda for the past 13 years they make great cars that yeah. last forever yeah just not sure. fancy that's I mean. that's I mean. not a
0: fancy right. car
3: that's... that an nhl is gonna not drive not your flashy right right
0: that's what i was right. getting at your flashy fancy cars
3: yeah i think didn't uh, didn't the winner uh the mvp when i was here last year it was the passport that that crossover suv that they have i don't know that's my recollection
0: February 10th, 1990, Vincent Riendo is, gets his first NHL shutout. Gino Cavallini got his first career NHL hat trick. Brett Hull tied St. Louis Blues team record point streak at 19 games plus, uh, and power play goals with 19. Uh, as the St. Louis Blues uh, beat the Devils 7 nothing. back when the Devils sucked. Devils. Uh, <laughs> Go Devils.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, I don't. Uh, bef- yeah, be- before uh, Brodeur came along. That was a... Uh...
2: All, right, Bill, all right, Bill, let's see this. Uh, who was in goal? I'm going to go Chris Terreri. Uh,
3: for the Devils, February 10th, 1990, uh, either Terreri or Burke.
2: But... Are
0: you looking it up? I, I'm looking I it think
3: up. You, I think you could be right.
2: Yeah, I mean, while, while I'm looking it up, though, I, I'm, I'm wondering if um, somebody like Vincent Riendo or, or Chris Terreri has ever considered... Uh, taking care of their body and uh, making their wives very happy.
3: I'm telling you, you better be prepared because when I yank it out, everybody in that audience, with the exception of my wife, is going to be running for the exits.
0: Hey, fellas. We are in the thick of winter and the storms are brewing. It looks like one to three inches are in the forecast when you trim that hibernation bush that's taking place in your pants. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure you're walking around town with beautiful snowballs. The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. And because of their ceramic blade and advanced skin-safe technology, snags on your snowballs will be reduced. It's also waterproof so you can trim in the shower or jacuzzi if you're a savage. Get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com with promo code LGB. That's 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com with promo code LGB. Thanks, Manscaped, for making our winter wieners look so good. It's a hard life picking stones and pulling teats, but sure as God's got sandals, it beats
2: fighting dudes with treasure trails. Uh Chris Terreri was in goal for uh the New Jersey Devils and uh Sean Burke was his backup. So Bell, we nailed it. So uh, let, let's
0: let's 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 kind of revisit before we do that, let's kind of revisit what I talked about last week after the Manscaped mid show spot. Because uh so and so, have you ever noticed <laughs> uh how nasty nose hair and ear uh, how how nasty nose and ear hair is. In fact, this is a fact. And let me know if you have heard this. 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. Can you believe that? That's not shocking one bit. Not shocking. So, yeah. Uh, I guess I'm without going back into what I said last week, which apparently uh, made some waves with your mom, Jeff. Uh <laughs> That sounds so wrong, but true. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, take care of yourself, if not for you, for your significant other. Because uh, don't be disgusting. That's in short, I guess is what I'm saying. And and that's what, you know, that's revisiting last week as well. Don't be gross. You have If you have a significant other, I mean, why wouldn't you want to take care of yourself for that person, if not yourself? Right? 100%. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris Terreri. <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks legend.
3: Yeah,
2: lots of uh, comments on him too.
3: <clears throat> I thought you were going to go, go back to F one seventeen Nighthawks comment. Long long nose hair is the worst to see on a man. She, she can confirm her that, that
0: too. There you go. See that's exactly exact, it's my whole my whole my whole stick after uh, with Manscaped here is the, is is that and sh- thank you. For confirming, That's gross. you hair, too, probably. I mean, I just, you know,
1: I don't Making get out that, with somebody
0: luckily. and you you go kissing on the ear, and all of a sudden you get like ear hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of gross. Take care of that shit.
1: Mm.
3: Yeah. So, so where where were we? Were we talking about Chris <laughs> Terraria or what? <laughs> yeah.
0: Unfortunately, the, we were <laughs> the nice segment from ear hair to Chris Turare. Go. <laughs> mm. Should be easy.
3: Yeah. Um, do you guys remember Chris Terry still with the Chicago Blackhawks? I've been... I do. Uh, it's crazy. I, I can only remember him playing for Team USA, Providence College Friars, and the New, New Jersey Devils. But uh, last week, goalie history popped a picture of him uh, playing for the Blackhawks. And I just don't recall that.
2: San Jose... Didn't he play for San Jose, too? He did. He did. He did. He did. Yeah, I
0: remember that. Yeah, he played for Chicago, uh, what, 28 games it is?
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Not long, but parts of two seasons.
3: So if you want to go way back, I saved this nugget. So a couple shows ago, we were talking about that 10-8 Blues game, and we said who was in goal. None of us were even close to getting it right.
0: The ten-eight game, ten-eight game. Eight? Well, Blues lost
3: that. to the Minnesota Minnesota North Stars ten to eight. In goal, I could have gotten the Minnesota goalie because I I used to like, you know, used to. I said Blues, Hines. Did I say yeah, Hines? You said Hines. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I think I think we said it was Millen or Wamsley. The Blues goalie that game was Bunny Larock. <laughs> oh my. He played. Oh, he, it was the name. very end of his career, and you could tell. Like he,
0: obviously, the, yeah,
3: ungodly save percentage and uh, goals against in twenty games or something that he played. But Gilles uh, Meloche was in that for for the the North Stars. But I looked that up and never got to say that. And since we're talking about you know games, what goalie played in back in the eighties, I, I thought I would revisit that.
0: Buckeye 14 uh, says former San Jose Shark Chris Terry, which we yeah talked about, and then he says Traery was a uh, part of a the trade that brought Belfort over to the Sharks.
2: Yep, San Jose I, uh, Shark, there, great. There's your there's your Blackhawks connection. That's how he became a Blackhawk.
0: Yep. And uh, oh, <laughs> we, oh, nice. we, talk, we 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 <laughs> we we did talk about predictions last week a little bit, and uh, you're – your uh, 40 goals from Hoffman came up, Bill.
3: Mm, looking great, huh? <laughs> looking great. <laughs>
1: wow, both
2: at the same time. Austin Lynch and winning unlimited, both. Hey, Bill, yeah. how about that 40 goals from Hoffman?
0: <laughs> wow. But you know what? Bill went out on a limb, and I, and I respect him for that. Yeah.
2: I do, too. That's a That's a good hot take. Yeah, it was wrong. It's a. It's a but it was a good a, hot take. Okay, okay. Here, I
0: question, 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 question. Would you going into the season? I mean, hindsight twenty twenty. But um, going into the season, would you have said if you had to pick one or the other, Hoffman for forty, Sanford for thirty?
2: Oh, Hoffman mm. for forty for sure. Exactly.
0: Yeah, because yeah. because Hoffman for thirty, there was no way in hell that's happening ever, ever, ever. You mean ever. Sanford for thirty? But yes, yes. I'm sorry, Sanford. 30, yes, yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, no that uh, that prediction took uh, quite the hit with uh, Robert Thomas's thumb being broken. Although I think yeah. I think Hoffman's played better with O'Reilly.
0: Yeah, he's. I mean, he scored more. So hell, the one shift or uh, in the end of Kaido's game, he had two. So yeah, which was, was doubled his season total at the time, I think. Mm-hmm. Because he had one going in, yeah.
3: And now he's got a 10th of 40. So I got that going for me.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, r- rapid fire hockey tidbits. Uh, Vegas Gold Knights finally returned from COVID quarantine and played last night. And they might be going right back on it. Do you guys hear about this? I love saying yes. That, you hear about this? <laughs> <clears throat> I, I heard about it
3: because I read the outline.
0: <laughs> wow. You did your homework. Uh, Vegas forward Thomas Nosek was uh, pulled from last night's game, their first game back after uh, uh, quarantining and and taking the pause um, due to a positive COVID test. They canceled the post-game press conference and today's practice. Uh, Blues radio color guy Joe Vitale says there is no way every team is going to play 56 games. Um, Some speculation that the NHL may put the season on pause and let teams kind of reset. Uh, teams that have or had had players on COVID protocol this year, there's a lot with 22 out of 31, something like that, teams uh, have had players on the COVID list, and some of those teams have had to shut things completely down. So um, I, I hadn't, I in the back of my mind, I was always like, well, even if, you know, some teams are having issues uh, with players, you know, they got the taxi squad, which apparently is might be useless <laughs> um, since they're all practicing together. Um, but, uh, I didn't think that they were, they would actually, you know, pause a season or uh, there'd be an issue with getting the season in, but apparently some people are concerned now that, um, they may have to pause a season at some points, or, uh, and some teams may not even play 56 games.
2: I, I disagree a hundred percent. I think, um, now the NHL has had some issues in New Jersey and Buffalo Minnesota, with players testing positive and and them basically not canceling the game and um, players obviously spreading it to each other. There's been some issues, but again, going into this year, I don't think anyone really thought this was going to go 100% smoothly like the, uh, the bubble did. It's not a bubble anymore. No, but, so but you're going to have these issues. But the
0: NBA is not having near the issues the NHL is, which is kind of... They were talking about that as a, as a comparison and how bad it is. Like, like, and I, and they, they knew it was going to be, they were going to have cases, a lot of them probably, but I don't think they expected it to be quite like this. They're having some scheduling issues yeah. bad.
2: I'll just say on this real quick that um, I think, I, I, I mean, I respect Joey Vitale's uh, opinion on this, but I think he's wrong. I think the NHL is going to do best by their uh, their TV contracts that they are going to play 56 games because they are already unhappy that they were going to not do an 82-game season. So I think they're going to stick to the 56 games. Do they take a pause? Maybe. I don't think they will. But, I, I you know, I think they've – again, I think they've scheduled it enough. And, you know, I know they've said we want the – uh, cup to be handed out, what they say, end of July. We'll be having the, the draft shortly after. And they've got this timeline. There's nothing sticking them to that timeline. I think if they say, let's take a pause, let's take a two-week break, everybody quarantine, let's get back at it. I think that we could still see the NHL say, okay, well, then tell you what, we're going to push the whole thing back two weeks. cup be handed out in August. Um, you know, maybe we start the season next season in November, which they won't admit for a long time. Did you see, but I, did you see I what
0: they, they, what they said about they want, they've, they've come out just like the past couple of days. said they wanted to start next season, October 13th. I think it was, they've already tried to, yeah, that's know. not going to happen. I, I
2: think, I think at, at best we're going to see a November start, which would be great. But again, we've talked about this on the show before, back when they're doing return to play, I don't, they're not bound. I mean, you're not. Yes, you want to start seasons in October and have it end in June. But you're not bound by that. What what says that you have to do that? We have the technology to be playing ice hockey Ooh, Jason Miller. in the summer. It was pretty clear. Jason
0: Miller has a take on that. Uh, he says the problem is the league wanting to finish the season before the Olympics start in mid-July.
2: So, I don't think they I I mean I guess with NBC that that that's the case. Isn't the NBC contract up at the end of this year?
0: No. Uh, I don't know. Well, I, I know that, NBC, but...
3: NBC is completely redoing. I, I don't think it is up, but NBC is completely redoing everything they're doing away with NBCSN. All the sports franchises are going to be pushed to um, USA Network and then Peacock Premium um, for for a lot of their streaming. Um, but that that is a good... Good question, but is it, is it the NHL that wants to finish before the Olympics or NBC that wants to finish before the Olympics?
0: Probably both, because, because uh, Brian Roberts in YouTube chat says uh, they have to be done before the Olympics. All NBC channels uh, will be shutting down, uh, uh, will be full of Olympic coverage, So, which makes sense. They couldn't tell. And actually, in the playoffs, <clears throat> uh, shoot, th- all of NBC is, most of it, is, Showing playoff games. So it would be the opposite.
2: Um, Okay, here's a question. Who has the Olympic rights in Canada? Because obviously Sportsnet gives a lot of money to the NHL too. So if they have the Olympics, I think then, yes, definitely you will see no matter what the NHL is going to try to end before the Olympics. But if Sportsnet has any say so, if they don't have the Olympics, they're going to say, we don't give a shit. We want 56 games.
1: Hmm.
3: Interesting. Yeah. But, but, you know, I I guess, could we envision a scenario here where, you know, enough teams have been impacted and have lost games or maybe there's another outbreak and the NHL says, you know what, we're going to pause during the Olympics and we'll resume after finish it up with the playoffs after the Olympics, kind of like they did last year.
2: It's a possibility. You know what I wonder? You know what I wonder? Maybe this isn't so crazy. Maybe you play the playoffs, and you get it in a point where you get to the conference final ended right as the Olympics start, and then you have a two-week quarantine. So that way you've got your Olympic coverage for two weeks, and then you play the Stanley Cup final. It's just a crazy thought, but I mean, like, maybe that's right. something they look into. like the Super Bowl.
3: Right. And and the other thing, you know, that that's got to start creeping into people's minds, especially, you know, the team owners. It, you know, the further you get out into the summer with the games going, the closer you are to having people back in the stands, like a like a lot more actual paying customers in the stands. That's going to be a draw to a lot of people <laughs> with power in the league.
0: Oh. <clears throat> Winning Unlimited. Well, I says, uh, yeah, okay. In the YouTube chats. Okay. I wonder if I can trigger Kurt on politics from my couch. Uh, we don't talk politics on this show, as much as I'd the like to. The answer to that is yes. <laughs> as much as I would love to, uh, yeah, we have we, we talked about politics for about ten seconds, five, six years ago, and uh, caught hell on uh, uh, iTunes review for, for talking politics on the show one time. Yep, ten seconds. Jason
2: Miller is on board with my just idea that I literally just came off at the top of my head. He says, not a bad idea. He extends it, though. Jeff, they could do last two rounds in a bubble. Uh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you literally could just take the four teams, put them in one bubble, put them in Edmonton, put them in Toronto or, or anywhere, and say, you guys aren't going anywhere until we have a Stanley Cup winner. What, if, um, what if they, I think that's the way to go. What if
0: by that time, though, there are fans in arenas? You're going to – I mean, you're not going to have home games well, for those teams?
2: Well, I think at that point you're I, – I think we come to that – we've we talked about this too. I think that you cross that bridge when you come to it. If we're at a point where fans can come into the arenas and pack the stands, it's a whole different conversation. Um, what I want to add before we move on, we got a lot of comments on this. A lot of people saying, yes, the contract is up with NBC at the end of this year. So um, that is why it was such a big deal, I guess, to get this season in because NBC wanted something. Um, and uh, yeah, just a lot of people. Uh, let's, let's see. Somebody responded with um, uh, CBC. This is from Puck Guy 14, friend of the show, uh, Teal Town USA over in San Jose land. Uh, great podcast for San Jose Sharks games. Uh CBC has it and sublicensed to TSN and Sportsnet. So I'm guessing CBC has the rights and then they basically give whatever things they don't want to air or whatever over to TSN and Sportsnet. So Sportsnet does have some say in the Olympics but sounds like not nearly as much as the NBC Sports or NBC would.
0: Uh <clears throat> moving on to uh John Tortorella. Um is channeling his inner Mike Keenan. So Patrick Line was benched by Torello in the third period of the game between the Blue Jackets and the Carolina Hurricanes. He wouldn't go into detail on why at the time, but he did say it was a number of things that led to the decision, and he also said it was something he felt he needed to do, but those reasons would be kept in-house. However, Line was uh, uh, apparently that – okay, so it's being reported that Line was apparently mouthing off to an assistant coach, uh, and Torello wasn't having it. So he benched him. So, um, uh, I, I, everybody initially thought, oh, Lani's missed assignment on his shift, Um, lazy play, that kind of thing, which he was kind of known for in Winnipeg. So that's kind of the same thing. But apparently, that's not why he was benched in Columbus. So, uh, I'm good on Torrella for uh, benching a high profile name to prove a point, I think, which you don't see coaches do a lot of times.
2: I, hey, Coming from Coach Ponder, who was all about benching players, 100%. Um, that was a lot of issues. I, it would never be. It may never be heard why Dubois left, wanted to leave Columbus. I think part of it was the coaching style of Tortorella, but that was always what everybody was saying with Line a coming in. How is he going to do with John Tortorella as his coach? He's a lazy player. He mouths off, as what we've heard. He's not a, a coaches-type player, and uh, John Turrell is already putting his foot down. And I'm sure there are probably fans in Columbus that don't like it, but, hey, man, as a head coach, you got to take control of your room. And if you got a loudmouth coming in, showing off some, some – and that's a young team in Columbus. You don't want a guy coming in and, and making a disturbance like that. you got to shut it down quick.
0: Uh, Winning Unlimited says, uh, Blues legend, uh, the man with two first names, Brad – not two first names, Brad Shaw. The man with two names. It sounds like one name. <laughs> Bradshaw uh, was one of the coaches. It was the coach he uh, mouthed off to. So, uh, apparently.
2: I remember back in the day on the radio, I don't remember who it was, but somebody kept calling him Terry Bradshaw on the broadcast when he was playing for the Blues. And I remember just, ah, it was like piercing my ears. Like, his name is Brad Shaw. Stop calling him Terry Bradshaw. <laughs>
0: Uh, <clears throat> Jason Miller, uh, said that Mike Johnson said on the initial network, initial network radio today, that if you are going to verbally spar with your par- uh, players, that you can't expect them to not respond. Not sure. I agree with him. Um, you know, uh, Vitaly kind of mentioned that too. He said that some coaches like the, uh, verbal jousting back and forth with some players. It's just kind of like their style, but, uh, I'm guessing that if he got benched over it, um it went beyond whatever the norm or accepted uh jousting may be. So uh it had to been over the line, I would think. I mean in a tie game you're benching your one of your best scorers. Fo- scores. I mean it's it's gonna be a big deal. Uh the bizarre offside ruling. Did you guys hear about this? You see this? Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Patrick Day in the chat has given us a great segue. If you would have read his comment first, what about Torts not going off on the offside call, getting the penalty taken off? I know, definitely, definitely one of the most bizarre plays you're you're going to see. For those that don't, Kurt, explain what happened.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So for those that don't know, there was a bizarre offside call ruled in the Columbus, uh, Carolina game. So a goal was scored by Carolina. They. Uh, and, and uh, Columbus re- challenged it, reviewed it for offside. The, it was a pretty quick review, and it was ruled to be onside, so the goal stood, and then Columbus was then penalized two minutes for the failed challenge. Uh, Columbus killed the remaining 115 of the power play that ended the second period, so there's was 45 seconds left to start the, the penalty uh, in the third period. In between periods, the NHL found another angle of, of the offside play, and uh, they reviewed it and said the Hurricanes were indeed offside. So the officials talked to Tortorella, talked to the coaches. They let the goal stand, but they took the penalty off the board, and that's how they left it. And I thought, I thought, okay, first of all, this is how there, – there are two options here to me, and neither of which was used. One, you take the goal off the board. You take the penalty off the board, tack on the 115 from the end of the second period to begin the third, and then play, play like the goal never happened. You know, only taking the penalty off the board – but letting the goal stand is weird to me. Or they could have not changed anything at all and determined the call was officially reviewed at the time uh, and the judgment was made and it's, and it's in stone and can't be changed. Missed calls happen, even if it's a review, and you live with it. That's sports. So what, what would you have liked to have seen happen? I would have liked to have seen them probably at that point do nothing.
2: Kurt, I'm 100% with you. I'm actually shocked – you said that. I didn't know if you would agree, Bill. I want to get your take on this too, but I'm actually on the side of do nothing. Uh, say nothing, do nothing. At the end of the game, you maybe say, yeah, that was a mistake on the officials, a mistake right. on Toronto, yeah. whatever. But to to basically do both and say, yeah. well, the goal stands, but we're taking the penalty away. Well, yeah. at the very least, then then replay the 115 of the the penalty then. Like you can't just take away the last 45 seconds. That makes no sense. So I I'm on the sa- side of as annoying as it would have been and as pissed off as blue jackets personnel and fans would have been the right call is just do nothing and make a statement after the game that it was the wrong call. Sure. They reviewed
3: Yeah, it. yeah no, I'm it. I'm 100% with you guys on this. You know, it it's yeah. Mistakes happen. As fans, we hate it, but mistakes happen in games. Um, you get the wrong call, and you know, going back and watching that video, um, that uh, the YouTube video of it, um, the clip that we had, it looked like, and, and I'm wondering if this might have been what happened. But uh, the replay that was uh, that they started to show was the wrong play. And it was a clear onside play. So where the line's been looking at the right play and they determined once they got back there, oh shit, we weren't looking at the right thing. So we have to do something. I, I think that's the wrong thing to do. You make a mistake, yeah. you live with the mistake, but you know, go back and look at the box score in this game. No penalty exists. You know, you, you can see the, you know, the, the goal, and you know, with one fifteen left in the the period, but there's no record of a penalty, even though Columbus played yeah. for a minute and fifteen seconds with four skaters. You it doesn't at make least any sense. right, you at least go back and play that last minute and fifteen from that goal on. but
0: sure.
3: yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that I don't think that you know, in I don't know if there are any you know rule book wonks out there that can clarify. I don't think there's latitude for the referees to do what they did.
0: Unless they got it from Toronto, I'm sure they did. Uh, and, yeah, and, and it's, it's uh, for those that don't know, um, it is not that uncommon for something goofy to happen at the end of a period where fans loaded the ice or if there's a really a problem that takes a long time to fix, like the broken glass, longer than normal, late in the period with a minute, two minutes left, something like that, they'll tack that, that time onto the third period. And they'll just take the, the in-between breaks, in-between second and third period to fix whatever issues is on the ice. And then and then tack that leftover time on to the third period. And they'll play out that minute or two, whatever it is. The horn blows, play stops, switch ends, and then continue. That's the way they do it. Uh, they've done it. It happens every year. Uh, with, right. You know. right. Glass so.
3: breaks towards the end of the period. You're going to pause it. Right.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> Good news, guys. We've got our comment of the show. Already, Uh, AC generator. Already, it's ten twenty-five at night. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, we're an hour in at least. Uh, Mm -hmm. AC generator says, "Just give them a voucher for one free goal. Only valid in the regular season." (laughs) I love it. That would be amazing if they like they were down with like a second left, and then Coach Tortorella just like holds up a voucher. It's just, hey, I want my free goal now. Here it is. As long as there,
0: as, you know what, Torrella didn't even seem upset about it, yeah. which was weird to me about the ruling. He 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 got the explanation, and that was it. He's probably yeah. just tired of getting fined. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't
3: know. yeah, that's that's uh, Brian Roberts threw that out there in the in the chat. Fifty k fine was probably a good muzzle for him, but <laughs> no, I you know I I, I think that uh, you know. It, you know, our our first instinct with Torts is that he's going to be, you know, it, it's it's worst case scenario. We're going to say, you know, it, it's a character flaw for him. But I don't know if you guys I was watching the, the Leafs and Canadians game earlier and they had an interview with Brian Burke. Um, who just signed in? Uh, you know, because because he just took the hockey ops job in Pittsburgh uh, with Ron Hextall. Um, they did an interview with him, and uh, they they uh, went through some clips where he was uh, like his famous media meltdowns. And uh, there was one where he was talking about Torts, and he actually said, you know, that he he chirped Torts, but he knew Torts was in a bad spot because Torts' son is an Army Ranger, and they were waiting on word for where he was getting deployed on his first deployment. And Torts had a meltdown during the game, and uh, Berkey chirped him, even though he knew what was going on. Like that's kind of crazy. Maybe there's uh, maybe there's just too much of a bad rep for for Torts at this point.
0: Um, so Mark Cuban told this is not NHL related, but I, I'm going to spin it to be NHL related. So Mark Cuban told the Mavericks his the team he owns uh, to stop Dallas Mavericks to stop playing the national anthem. They haven't played it all season um, at his home games. So uh, and then, but now he says they'll play it moving forward. Um. Do you guys think the NHL should stop playing the national anthem before games? I know there's some you – know, every once in a while you hear a movement or people say that uh, I don't even know why the anthem is being played before game, sports games. It seems kind of arbitrary, random, uh, what's it for, why. Um, so would you guys be there's, upset if they stopped doing it, or do you care? There's or?
2: There's a lot of strong opinion on this, but I'll just say I think it should – I'm personally like – I mean, I don't mind it. I like, again, when I used to go to the games as a media member, 80 or 41 games a season, 42, 43, if I had a couple road games here and there, um, I didn't mind it. It, You know, I know some guys would be in the press box like, oh, they just need to get rid of this. I don't care if you want to play it. it, That's the way I see it. If you want to play it, play it. If you don't want to play it, you shouldn't have to play it. It's, you know, if you want to play the Canadian anthem, you want to play the American anthem, you want to play both. Do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. Um, it's up to the. It should be up to the arena crew. It should be up to the team. It should be up to the personnel. I don't care. You know, if if you want to play it, play it. If you don't, don't.
0: If you if you, I, I mean, you'd have a lot of pissed off people mm-hmm. if they stop playing it. Yeah, Maybe, no, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not. Go ahead, Bill. I
3: was just gonna say it. It's. It's. It's a at this point. Too many people would say it's a tradition you don't fuck with, and I think that's all it is. It's a tradition, and traditions can change. I could live without it, but I'm not going to complain about it happening. Um, you know, quite frankly, you know, whenever you know we're able to go to games, Julie insists that we get a game. She's you know part Canadian, uh, so Julie insists that if what? we go to any games. We have to go to a game where the
1: Canadian, the top half is Canadian. A,
0: a, yeah, a Canadian team <laughs> is played. So, so
2: she likes maple syrup.
0: <laughs> actually hates it. I didn't know
3: that. You did not know that. Yeah, she's no. she's she's dual, and yes, London, Ontario um, is. Uh, she lived there. Uh, her dad's actually from Brantford, where Gretzky's from. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I can't believe you didn't know that. Yeah. I
2: had no idea. Dude, I love her even more now. Yeah. Yeah. The, the
3: first reason why I was ever attracted to her was her accent right after she moved down here. (laughs) She was, she came into the coffee shop I was working in and that was it. I heard that. That's all you needed, huh? Her her order a coffee. You know it. You know it was. I would like a. But it sounded like a question. Uh, That's it.
1: Yes,
2: (laughs) yes. I I would like a coffee. Are are Uh, you asking or telling?
0: (laughs) F F one seventeen Nighthawk said. uh, Can we just do the Canadian anthem? It's way better. I agree. Yeah, agree. It's a a much better anthem. So much better of an anthem. And every third game,
3: right? Every third game, do it in French.
0: Ah, why not? We, we,
3: we, we. Mostly ah. because I've learned the lyrics in French, and I love it. But
0: yeah, you know. okay. I should um, do that. It's a much better anthem. It's not about war. It's uh, There's no bombs going off.
2: <laughs> you know, I, I, like, uh, I like Jason Miller's comments here. He says, I don't care one way or the other if they play the anthem. If they eliminated it today, people would forget about it in a couple of years. People love to say they would, quote, never buy another ticket. Whatever, they will still buy tickets and show up. I agree 100%. I think he's right. I think people will be pissed, and, and maybe some yeah. people don't buy tickets because of it. But guess what? I always say this about like the the Pride Nights. People will say they're not going to buy tickets. Guess what? There's a ton of other people behind you that will buy tickets. They're still going to sell out. And it's the same thing. I think people would stop buying tickets maybe, but you got another group of people who would be like, great, you know, tickets are available. You know, and and I think that in a couple of years, it's not going to be a big deal anymore, so who cares?
0: You know, uh, the people that are saying that they would never go to another hockey game uh, if the Blues ever stopped playing the National Anthem, uh, they're the same folks that tend to complain about cancel culture, um, and uh, complain about snowflakes and things like that. And I mean, it's just being the kind of the same thing that they're, they're, they're wanting to cancel uh, the blues, you know, and uh, and uh, making a big deal out of this. Which, I mean, is it a big deal? Maybe it's a big deal to some people, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not, it really isn't. Um, like, and I, I think I would. I, I enjoy the anthem when it's the, when it's when it was played, I enjoy it. it. It like kicks off the start of the game for me. Um, but yeah, if, if they don't play it, uh, there would be there' be something else there in its place to, to kind of turn the page from coming on the ice to actually you know dropping the puck. So that would I, I, uh, I, I would be not I would, be, I would be not special occasions would be kind of cool. holidays, uh, playoff games, um, you know stuff like that uh, all-star game things like that I, I think that'd be cool to to do the uh, anthem but if they if they wanted to get rid of it um i I don't see them ever getting rid of it though to be honest that would I think it's just too much too too much of a hot hot button topic right now I think uh the uh, local car shield uh, super Bowl commercial. do you guys see this the uh yes <laughs> the blues unfortunately blue commercial with O'Reilly maroon ice tea Chris Berman and Rick flair. Uh, the Woo being a sensitive topic in sports arenas, it enrages a lot of fans. Thoughts on the commercial, guys?
2: <laughs> Go ahead, yes. Bill. Go, Bill. No, I'm
3: just saying it enrages me. Oh, God. We, we've we've said it many times. There are a lot of wrestling and hockey crossovers. This show is not one of them. We are not fans of the Woo.
0: No. No.
2: Um, right. I will. You know what? I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I enjoyed the commercial. The only thing about the commercial that I hated, Chris Berman and Ice-T. What the hell are they doing there? They're commercial spokesman. I know, but it was just so odd with with uh, Maroon and and O'Reilly and Pang and, and obviously Ric Flair because of, the, the whole shtick of the commercial. I just thought that was a weird addition. Um, I I didn't hate it. Listen, I'm not a fan of the woo. 100% against it. But I thought Ric Flair slapping Pat Maroon through a camera. I dumb. actually liked it. I thought that it was dumb. funny. <laughs> that was I dumb. laughed. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought no. it was good. I that was,
1: that
2: I will dumb. say
3: I, I enjoyed how much Ryan O'Reilly got into it. Like he, Ryan and Riley he, was, yeah, that was the best part of it to me uh, <laughs> apart from that did. um yeah no thanks
0: he yeah he did seem to enjoy it which was kind of neat to see i i just i i chalked it up as a bad local commercial you know that i mean all the car shield ads are kind of they're cheesy they're the acting is terrible um it just kind of has the whole theme and it's just Whatever, and it and I and it just yeah. Adding on top of that, the woo, I just yeah. Okay, no thanks. Um, surprise tidbit for you. I didn't share this with you guys. Um, last night, neither McDavid or Drysaitel scored in the Islers three to two win over the Senators. Have you heard this uh, little bit of trivia?
2: I'm I'm actually not surprised they didn't score in the Islanders and Senators game.
0: I'm sorry, the uh, I said, I said, I said Oilers. 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 I think I said Oilers. You said Island. You heard Islanders. No, no, you no. Said, I, man, I, I heard I,
3: either that or you created a new team, the Islers. Uh,
0: Maybe that's it. Wait, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. On, uh, we'll see when I play it back in post. Uh, what I really said. So during between the Listen Oilers. Listen closely. The, there's the going to be an edit. Yeah, let's, let's over. Surprise! <laughs> Surprise tidbit for you. Last night, neither McDrydle, <laughs> last night either <laughs> neither McDavid or Drysidle scored in the Oilers' three two win over the Senators. <sighs> last night <laughs> was the first time the Oilers have won a game without a point from McDavid or Drysidle since November twenty eighth, two thousand and seventeen. That's a stretch of 224 games, 104 wins. That's the first time they've won a game without one of them getting a point since November 28, 2017. How about that?
2: And you know who was in goal for the Oilers the last time that happened? Billy, or um not Billy, uh, Bill Ranford. Bunny. Him.
3: Bunny,
0: uh, what's his name? <laughs> <face>? Rand-
2: Bunny LaRock.
1: <laughs> La <laughs> Bunny LaRock. <laughs> Bunny LaRock. <laughs> yeah.
3: So mm, I thought that was, that, was probably, uh, that was probably Cam Talbot.
0: I thought that was uh, quite uh, fascinating myself. I don't know what you guys.
3: No, that's that's insane.
0: That's, I think that's, I, I think I think with the with the uh, the fact that they didn't score last night and they won, to get back on track for next game, they should probably order some ID Life.
2: There's nobody on this planet exactly like you, but with ID Life's genetic testing, you'll find out exactly how you're made. You'll learn to work with your body rather than against it. ID Life is the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a personalized health assessment and your DNA. And for the month of February, add a DNA bundle with personalized vitamins to your cart. Then click on your personalized vitamins in the top menu bar to take the HIPAA compliant assessment. After you finish... Add your personalized vitamin recommendation to the cart to receive up to $100 in instant savings. Say woo! I know, I know. Crazy, right? But you heard that correctly. $100 toward the health journey only you can take. Visit rockinthatidlife.com to begin learning about your body today and tell my friend Dustin that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. That's rockinthatidlife.com. So I'll add uh oh we got a, we got a special guest at uh the day studios over there. Um I'll add real quick with uh with ID life uh rocking that idlife.com that apparently if you jump in on that DNA vitamin special that you just heard uh to the end of Valentine's Day. So what is that uh Sunday upcoming, Sunday. right? Sunday uh, Sunday get- Sunday You get a free bag of orange energy and two bonus gifts valued at $40 plus uh, if you order that DNA vitamin special. So, again, uh, this week only, up until Sunday, if you order that DNA vitamin special that you just heard about in our commercial, uh, you will get a free bag of orange energy and two bonus gifts valued at $40 plus. So, uh, more good stuff from rockinthetidlife.com. And um, again, big uh, big supporters of them because they they provide great stuff for us. I don't know um, what your guys's favorite is, but I've been really rocking that energy that uh, that I've been I've been ordering. I ordered another uh, batch that'll be coming to me hopefully in the next couple of days. And the beauty too is that it comes from uh, Irving, Texas. So it's only about you know you ordered your standard shipping, which I have the free shipping because I'm a VIP member and I usually order enough to where it's free. But um, you know, if you don't, it still only takes three to four days to get here because it's not that far. So, um, just a, a great product. The energy stuff is is something that I will speak to for the rest of my life as long as ID Life's around. Um, it really gives me that energy I need every morning, and I take it in the afternoon too. And it just it and there's no crash. It just keeps me going. And then the hydrate, which is functions like a Gatorade. That stuff's great. It's great for after working out. It just it's a great taste. And uh, it just it makes you feel like you know you're 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 replenishing all the vitamins you needed after you worked out. So great stuff from ID Life, Rocking That IDLife.com. Um, check them out. And again, if you uh, happen to order, again, make sure you let Dustin know that you heard of him through Let's Go Blues Radio.
0: Uh, the uh, reverse retro game, uh, which was a 4-3 to loss to Arizona, um, which I think was the show we did after our last show, um, the late comeback uh, fell short. Uh, so your thoughts after seeing the reverse retros in action, guys? Would they you, deserve
3: uh, to lose.
0: <laughs> 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 we, uh, I, know, I know Jeff and I, uh, we watched the game in black and white uh, on our TVs. Because well, until my a,
2: wife got pissed and made me turn on the color again.
0: Oh, no. I, I, I actually watched the game in black and white, got on the treadmill, and I was just, I had the whole game in black and white. Um, and then I forgot, like, the next day when I turned the TV on, treadmill again, and the remote was, like, on the other side of the room. And so I watched, I don't know what it was, like, an entire hour and a half show in black and white. <laughs> nice. Um, oops. But, uh, yeah, they look better in black and white, to be honest. I, I dude,
2: I'll say, like I said, I turned my on black and white pretty early on. I I gave them a chance. I gave them the first three minutes, and I said, I you too. know what? I'm, I want to see what they look like. I hated them. And, and to add to that, um, a lot of people love those Golden Knights reverse retros. I watched the game mm. last night, the first night they had them on. I thought they looked awful on the ice, too. Not a fan of those either. So, And those are red, for those that don't know. Um, not a fan of those jerseys. I turned it down to black and white and I instantly was like, this is awesome. It was actually a lot of fun yeah. to watch a game in black and white because it's still crystal clear. You know, you watch an old black and white movie and, you know, it's it's a little fuzzy. It's in standard definition. Watching a, a black and white game, kind of like an old school looking game, but still with a crisp picture. It actually yeah. looked really
0: cool. Right. I enjoyed it. Uh, Puck Guy fourteen from the uh, Teal Town podcast, um, Teal Town USA podcast says, "Honestly, they weren't as horrible as I thought." LOL. So he didn't uh, hate them. <clears throat>
3: he's he's not from the from the market. That's all we can say.
0: <laughs> Patrick Day says, uh, uh, "Bill Day, Benner's gear, Binner's mask, goalie talk." Yeah, <laughs> I, I am.
3: I am a goalie gear junkie, but. Oh man, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'm just that jaded against the reverse retros, but the something about the color red that they used for for his helmet uh, was terrible. the The rest of the gear I thought looked super sharp, but. Oh. The helmet just the helmet didn't do it for me um, mostly because of the color and uh, yeah I mean that that was a game that uh, I I wound up working like through the entire thing and you know had my head down most of the night but I have a TV right here above my desk and had it on um, and would peek up every once in a while and have to remind myself uh, you know who who was playing just I, I think my tweet was something about, uh, "Hey, Patrice Tardif playing for a men's league team sponsored by McDonald's." This, I think I saw
0: that. Yeah, yeah uh,
3: <laughs> it, it's yeah, uninspiring. Um, I, I, you know, the the comeback was was pretty great. Had a chance to actually tie it at the buzzer, but didn't. And I'm gonna stick with they deserved to lose because of the jerseys.
0: Uh, so the, the blues social media account, that game during the game, uh, tweeted out and said, uh, them, you're the blues, not the reds, us, St. Louis blues, as musical notes, also us, you know, we're not named after a color, right? And we've talked before on the show about this. And but so before,
2: you know, Kurt, you're getting ready to explain something, but I'll just, I just want to add before you get to that, how, uh, you're basically il- alienating, and we, the three of us talked about this. You're alienating your your fan base by being like, "Oh, look at us! Let's let's upturn our noses because you're all saying we're not named after the color blue." And it's just like you're talking to your own
0: fans. You know that, right? They're probably annoyed because there's been so much, you know, backlash. Well, it's a bad I,
2: fucking jersey. I agree. <laughs>
0: So anyway, so after doing some—anybody re- can do this research. It's not hard to do. Um, uh, so the, they say they're not named after the color blue. They say we're named after the St. Louis Blues song in the genre of music, right? Blues. So um, if you do some research uh, on the origination where the, the blues got its name, Uh, The word feeling blue comes from the tradition of ships flying blue flags and bearing a painted blue band when a captain or another officer died. Another origin of the blues is derived from mysticism involving blue indigo, which was used by many West African cultures in death and bereavement ceremonies, where all the mourners' garments would have been dyed blue, dyed indigo blue to indicate suffering. This mystical association toward the indigo paint translated to the U.S. and the slaves who worked on cotton in the southern plantations, often singing dirge-like songs referred to as the blues. So the specific song the blues were named after, St. Louis Blues, was written by W.C. Handy, who is known as the father of the blues. So all this comes back to literally being named after the color blue. Because the genre is named after... The, the term the blues got its name from somewhere. It wasn't like made up. What should we call this genre of music? Let's call it the blues. Why? I don't know. Like the color? Oh, hadn't thought of that. Blues the color? Of course it's... A, you're naming the genre after the color. It's 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 obvious. Um, so to say that people sound stupid when they say the blues run in after after a color, it's literally named after a song that is a part of a genre that was named after a color.
2: And let's just not overlook the fact that the name of the team is the St. Louis fucking blues. <laughs> blue is in the name of the color of the team. I and how the I blues that you want to say it's named after something else, but B-L-U-E is in the name of the team. So, obviously, your jersey color is blue.
0: Exactly. How stupid would it be for the St. Louis Blues to be green? Why? How, that be that? How, would that make any sense whatsoever? Could you no. imagine?
2: Could you imagine if they were revealed a color, a, a team like anybody, anybody saw, oh, the St. Louis Blues are going to wear green and purple in the next game? How many people who are fans of these red atrocities would be like, well, what the hell? That has nothing to do with the Blues. They're just fucking red.
0: <laughs> Ugh, it's just it's obnoxious. It's, I, 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 I get, you know, to say you like the jersey is one thing. You know, people like what they like. I don't care. A lot of people like the jersey because it's a retro reverse of when they first became a fan. It's nostalgic to them. That's fine. I appreciate that. It's, it's, it's sentimental. I get it. That's fine. But uh, when you go off on somebody who says, we you don't it to a don't be stupid. The, they they are named after the genre, which is named after a uh, the team the song, which is part of the genre, which is named after a color. It's all stems back to the color what, fucking blue. Uh,
2: Kurt, let me ask you: You're a graphic design guy. You design a lot of the graphics here for Let's Go Blues Radio. What's the one color you
0: seem to use all the time for your graphics in this for for uh, pushing our show and uh, podcast and whatnot? Mm-hmm. Uh, that have to be blue. I don't know but but, but we're named after the
2: team, we're not named after the color blue, so right. why let's go blues radio is named after the team, the St. Louis Blues. We're not saying, let's go color blue. Why would you do that? That makes no I see, sense.
0: I see what you're saying, so we should be red, All
1: right,
2: We should be whatever the fuck color we want, right, and here's the deal. just because blue is in our 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 <laughs> show name doesn't mean we should use the color blue for
0: anything. And you know what? I think the one of the problems I had, uh, I don't have, you know what, honestly, I don't have as much of a problem with these jerseys being red as I do with them choosing the clown jerseys to be the retro reverse this year. I think since they went clown last year for the throwbacks, they should have gone different style for the retro reverse this year. That would have been 100%. so much better. Um they could have gone retro-reverse, blue-yellow, yellow-blue, whatever. Um, I don't know. I, or two-tone blue. To do. So, I, you know you know what I did,
2: uh, what I showed my wife the other day? So I actually went in, I took a picture of, because she's a fan of these awful atrocity jerseys. And I actually um, took the color blue out of the sleeves in the bottom of the jersey and turned them black on Photoshop. And I said, what do you think of these? And she didn't like them, and I'm like, this is actually better because at the very least you're taking the entire color blue out, and you're not like you're at least not like you're you're just saying hey you know what we don't care that our team color is blue we're gonna be red yellow and black, and I I thought that actually looked better than the red yellow and blue, but because red yellow and blue I see that and I think McDonald's I just think clown clown jerseys Ronald McDonald. You take out the blue, it's not as bad, but I don't know. They just it, this jersey is just. I hate to get so pissed, but it's just such an awful jersey.
0: Well, you know, jersey talk is a is a is a thing uh, people get excited about jerseys. Some of our our most hit on posts are about jerseys uh, on on Twitter. Um, jerseys are people have a passion for jersey talk, and I get it. Swe- uh, sweaters. Sweaters in the NHL are, um, people are, um, it's personal to them. Sweaters are so, uh, and I, I, and some people might say, well, I'll get over. it! It's just a Jersey. Have some fun. No, you know what? Having fun is having a good, a good and design. I've, I've said
2: before too, that if, if, cause people have said, oh, well, it's like the state flag, they did it for the state flag, which there's never been any evidence about them doing it for the state flag. If
0: it's not true, or I'm yeah. sorry.
2: City flag, city flag. Yeah. Sorry. Right. City flag. Um, If they made a jersey that was primarily red for the city flag, I doubt I would hate it. I don't think I would. I mean, depending on how bad it is, but to just stick with, oh, well, the clown jerseys are for the state flag, that's not at all what it is. They've never once clarified that they used red in the jersey for the city flag. So if they They did that, I would probably like it.
0: Well, they clarified that the red in the clown jerseys originally in the '90s was because of the Florida Panthers' red jerseys. They liked how their jerseys were selling. They wanted to add red to their jerseys, so that's why they did it. They didn't add it because of the St. Louis flag. That's not why they did it. Um, that's not why the red is there. So people made that up on social media and thinking it had to be that, or you know, tried to make it a forced tie-in. That's not true. Uh, so that came from straight from Jim Wilcox's mouth. Um, Back in the in the post dispatch, um, which is an article shared by STL Blues History. So, who? Okay. Um, after the four uh, to three retro reverse jersey loss to Arizona, um, Mike Hoffman said it's one to one now. Talking about the series, one to one. We'll definitely come out and be ready to go next game. <laughs> uh, narrator: The Blues were not ready to go next game. Uh, they lost three to one. Uh, after Robert Thomas. And and in this game, uh, Robert Thomas fractures his hand in, uh, after scoring the Blues' only goal, and he's out four to six weeks. So a huge bummer there.
3: Yeah, big shot to my 40-goal prediction for Hoffman, <laughs> like I said earlier.
0: Um, So a two-game series versus Arizona has now turned into a seven-game series due to opponents being quarantined uh, due to COVID-19 restrictions. Um, Like I said earlier, I'd hate to be the schedule maker for the NHL right now. Um so the last game uh, in this series so far would be the four to three shootout loss to Arizona. Uh Barbashev was put on the top line for some four checking. Uh first period um in this game, no shots early again. Bad trend. Getting off to bad starts in games. Um eleven minutes before we got our first shot on goal. Yeah, even though we did score first, or Riley got the blues uh uh on the board with a power play goal. Uh one lead. Um Tockett was upset about the high stick. Do you see this? Upset about the high stick that went into Bartuzo's neck <laughs> that gave the Blues the power play. Um, I'm not sure what he was arguing about, but uh, replay showed that it was a, pretty much a spear to the neck. Not intentional, but he speared him in the neck. So You have to sure assume he, he, didn't,
2: he didn't see the replay. You got to think that if he did or when he did, I'm sure he rescinded his argument. It was Maybe he thought bad. it was...
0: Maybe thought it was on a follow through of, of a of a shot or something or a dump in, but that it wasn't the case. Um so it was a shot by Perron from the right side, a rebound slides to the slot and O'Reilly puts it in for side, blues up one nothing. Um second and this was a you know, the Blues didn't trail in this game until they lost. They one nothing lead, tied one one, up two to one, tied two two, up three two, tied three three. So um, Connor Garland tied it up for Arizona. Um and I this was mentioned on Twitter, um, and I it was funny because I, I put this in the notes about the game when it happened, and then I saw it on Twitter. Uh post was hit uh on this play, uh and uh Bennington gave up on the play thinking it went in and then uh the basically leaving it open on the far side for the puck to be shot in, so uh by Connor Garland, which he's done this a lot. Have you noticed that? He you guys have noticed this. He, the puck hits the post and he and Bennington kind of just gives up on it. Puts his head in the air, thinking it went in, and he's and the a few seconds go by and, and the puck. Sometimes it doesn't go in, sometimes it does. And this time it did, it burned us.
2: I uh, you know, there's a lot of times though, and I and yes, I agree, he does do that. But I've actually noticed forwards on the blues doing the same thing. I've noticed oh, the puck's laying in the crease, or oh, the puck hits the crossbar. And you see guys, and and I'll go ahead and call it specifically, last time Perron was on the ice, I think it was in this game, he did that. I saw him, like, lift his head up, like, oh, no. And it's just like, the play's still going. The whistle's not blown, so keep skating. Keep going. So it's not just Bennington that does it. It drives me nuts because same thing. Again, when I coached back in the day, it was – Yes, play until the whistle. You know, even until this day in, in men's league, I see guys, you know, goalie covers the puck and then scoops it behind the net, and guys just have stopped skating and start lining up for the faceoff. It's like, hey, the play's still fucking going. What are you doing? Pay attention. And I just feel like uh, a lot of the Blues are, are subject to that too, and it's just you can't just give up on the play. Keep going, especially in the NHL. Not only if it's a goal, not only you're getting a referee whistle, you're getting you know a flashing red light. You're, if you're away, you're getting a goal horn. Like there's many indicators as to if the play's dead or not. And yeah, clearly guys like Bennington, they just play's over. No, it's not. Keep yeah. going.
3: Yeah. No. I. I. I absolutely. I'm glad. Glad. You know that this is a topic tonight because I absolutely hate that about Bennington. I think he, like as a goalie, you need to have that mentality that until you hear the whistle, until you see that that light flashing, and even beyond that, you have to keep playing. until you see the ref pointing that it's a goal you keep playing and he has that tendency um not just in this game we've seen it other times you know the puck gets behind him and you know we've seen a lot more this year i think with with him looking over his shoulder um to see if something went in and that's a sign that his confidence isn't where it was uh in the magic run two years ago um and if the blues are going to do anything we need that confidence there um you know, and I think I think part of it is, you know, he's still, uh, you know, still maturing as a as a number one goalie in the NHL. And it's it's part of the learning curve. He needs to get over, but he needs to get over it quickly. Um, it's it's the worst thing um, is is for and you guys tell me if I'm wrong here, uh, since I, you know, I was the one that played goal. Um f- The worst thing for uh, for team chemistry uh, is when you have a goalie who seems to give up on a play Mm -hmm. before it's over. Yeah, and it just it deflates everybody. Well,
2: and 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 I'll add real quick too. You mentioned the um, that you know him him giving up on a play is it shows you know lack of confidence. I think it's more than just a lack of confidence in himself. I think it's a lack of confidence in his defense. Um, And again, I hundred percent agree that it's 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 Pennington needs to play to the whistle but I, I feel like he he sees a, pa- a puck go past him and it's well that's going in the net whether it's off the post or wide because it got past me it's going in the net because my defense is not clearing pucks out like they were they're not taking the body like they were they're not tying up sticks like they were and I just feel like all that compounded has led to a lack of confidence in Bennington himself and the defense around him
0: He's always done that, though. He's he's always given up on. Uh, I feel like plays. it's
2: been worse this year.
0: Yeah, but I, I've noticed him in the past too. I, for whatever reason, uh, if he's doing it. He needs to stop it doing it. Um. See, uh, so Perron uh, had a beautiful carry in uh, to get the Blues their one goal lead back. Uh, after he was stick lifted on his wrister from the left side, he regained control as Kemper had come out of the net uh, for the initial shot. It was down for it, and Perron curled around him and tucked it back in across the goal line. As a forward, I can tell you these kinds of goals are fun to score because they're a little different and more embarrassing for the defending team, (laughs) and it just feels good to uh, put one by the goalie like that, I can tell you. Um, I'm sure as a goalie, those feel awful, especially when you're out of the goal. Say you're out of the crease quite a ways, Bill. It's probably a thing where you're like, oh, God, I'm way out here, and and the goals back there.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, you know when you've overcommitted, and uh, you know you you just you read the play wrong, and yeah, that's that's the fun part for everybody, I think, except for the goalie uh, with the broken play like that.
2: Um, um I w- I want to ask you, and again, we'll we'll get to the O'Reilly goal here in a second, I'm sure, but, um, Kirk, this is more for you, even though it's kind of a goalie question. Um, you think about like um. Scouting a goalie and and video on goalie. Um, We saw Perron score this goal, and then we saw Riley score a very similar goal uh, shortly uh, in the third period. Um, Is that tape on a goalie? Is that you have to literally get him to come out of his crease and and squander down to to be make a desperation save, and then you need to tuck it in on the post? Or is that just a desperation? I can't get an open. I need to just keep moving and hoping that uh, I find a hole in this goalie.
0: I think both situations were just a, 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 a continuation of the play, and they just took what the play gave them. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say that was a in particular scouting on Kemper. Um, just kind of so happened that both goals were kind of similar. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe they maybe they talked about it, but man, I don't know. That's pretty, that's pretty. Um, for it to happen twice like that because that's just yeah, yeah.
2: And, and I agree, I agree 100%. Yeah. I just, um, it, it's just rare you see a goal like that scored twice in a row. I mean, and on a goalie who's playing great too, on a guy that's just lights out, and, and honestly, at this point, one of the best goalies in the NHL. I mean, let's face it, two years. Darcy Kepper's been fantastic for ki- the Coyotes. So it was uh, it was just interesting to see, and I, I agree. I think it's just players saying, we got to get something past him. He's he's covering every hole. Let's just see if we can wait him out. And I think both goals showed that.
0: Don't let me forget to mention uh, Pierre Lebrun's uh, tweet, which he tweeted out, uh, what time is it, 823? Uh, it was a few hours ago. But uh, it's interesting about that So after we talk about this again okay
2: so don't forget to mention Pierre Lebrun's tweet
0: thank you thank you for that yep
2: (laughs) you're welcome
3: make sure it's an official (laughs) Pierre Lebrun account right I know know it's not trade deadline didn't that let's not let's not fall for that again yeah
0: Yeah. lesson learned you taught us all (laughs) Uh, and Christian Dvorak tied it back up again 2-2 very similar to uh, O'Reilly's goal to be honest um only tighter in and on net. Uh more of a case of uh Dvorak uh cleaning up the garbage on the rebound. Uh but very similar to O'Reilly's goal. Rebound uh goes far post uh that slid back out in front of the goalie. So um two two going to the third. O'Reilly scores a goal very similar to Perron's goal. Uh so uh which which you just talked about, uh Jeff. Um except Pitlick ended up tapping this one in as it as he crashed the net while defending. Was, O'Reilly didn't didn't put this one in directly. So
2: and it happens again as a defenseman you know i i know that we see that happen to our team um i think Falk had one a couple games ago where one went off his skate um it dude it it's it happens i mean as a defenseman you kind of learn to uh, try and angle your skates to where it's not going to happen but i mean there are so many times hockey's such a quick game you can't stop that from happening so but just a great play by O'Reilly to to get it around Kemper and just try to feed it in front and hope that maybe one of your teammates sticks will hit it and at the least it'll deflect off somebody and go on the net, which is exactly what yeah. happened. Too
3: many yeah. sticks. And no, I, I think I think that O'Reilly, you know, was, was feeding off of how the round play developed and said, you know, it, it worked I'm going to try it again. You know, he's off his angle. I can get it. I can, you know, quickly pull my stick around him and, and get the puck back to the crease. And, you know, lucky for us, Pitlick's crashing hard. You know, that's the one thing about the coyotes. Their forwards are, we're back checking really hard, uh, the entire series to this point. And it'll be interesting to see if it happens in the remaining 10 games.
0: And then Clayton color scores with 0.7 seconds left on the power play, um, that they got, um, the, fantastic well it wasn't a power play it was a pulled extra attacker but still uh fantastic behind the uh back pass by Dvorak to keller who had an open side uh i wanted to talk about what led to this though which was the uh bertuzzo icing on this play uh i i didn't like this uh and you guys can uh yeah dis- you guys can disagree or you can agree uh get your thoughts on it um because we won the face off in our zone uh, puck comes around to Bartuzo, He has time. And instead of just lofting to center, lofting to their blue line, he shoots it down the ice. Now there was no intention to try and not ice the puck. He just shot it down. It didn't even look like he was shooting it on net. It looked like he was employing the strategy that so many teams go with. Late in the game, you're up by a goal, face off in your zone. When they face off, shoot it down. Don't care if you're icing. Don't care what it. Just get it out. Um, apparently, there has to be a book on that where the odds are better if you do that as opposed to just trying to dump it out, just trying to clear the center, which I don't, I don't, I've never liked that philosophy where they just shoot it down. Uh, you see some teams do it four or five times in a minute and a half where they get icings after icing um, when their uh, other team has their goalie pulled. Um, and I hate it. And we lost that next faceoff and we never got the puck out of the zone. Uh, the faceoff was with forty seconds left, never got out of the zone, and then Keller scores the point seven seconds to go. I think logic tells you if Bartuzo just clears the center, uh, when he iced it, we win the game. Yeah.
2: I uh I've I've played on I've played on teams where that is the philosophy. We'll we'll be up by a goal or two and everybody says if you have to just clear it out, clear it out and we'll take the icing. And obviously for us it's a little different because we don't have the rule where you have to keep everybody out there at the same time but my point is no loft it to center you don't have to put everything behind yeah. it and and get it down the ice just if you have time you look up and just loft at it at least try I mean, these guys know how to put how to put some lift on the puck just get it high right. and put it put it in the center ice or put it in the in the uh the the attacking zone i i'm 100% with you Kurt. i thought this was a bad play i said the same thing the minute bortuzo iced that i said this is gonna bite us in the ass at the very least they're gonna get about three or four scoring chances out of this and they did and they they put it in the back of the net i mean credit arizona for taking advantage of a stupid mistake but my god you I,
0: can't do that late in i don't the game. think it was a mistake i think it was he was told to do that and i and i hate that I think that's their yeah. strategy. Yeah, with O'Reilly on the ice for the face-offs, so you got a good face-off guy. We'll win the face-off. That's the, that, that's the strategy, and I hate it.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I I I'm gonna agree with both of you on this. I mean, it, it's it's the kind of play that you know uh, maybe if Portuzo isn't coming, you know, back after a long layoff, he's uh, he's more you know mentally focused and and would try for more of a curling shot um you know try to hoist it and maybe not get it all the way down but you know his intent was was to dump it down yeah and i think this i think it, it's what bothered me about it most is it's more emblematic of you know the, the two things that i think have plagued this team overall this season and that is lack of discipline and lack of focus I think that they are, they're getting themselves, especially Pareko, um, their their shifts are way too long, they're getting fatigued, they're not focused, and they're not disciplined. I mean, discipline has been a huge problem with the penalties and with our inability to kill penalties. Um, it, it's been a death curse for the team. Um, and... I'm hoping that, you know, having a couple of days off before the next seven, eight games against Phoenix, uh, Arizona, whatever they're called now. We've played them four games in a row, and I still can't get their damn name right. Uh, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Yeah, the the Winnipeg Thrashers. (laughs) Uh, That You know, it's... (laughs) I'm hoping that they can regroup and and you know focus on a couple of those things. Um you know focus and discipline, right? Let's try to try to get back to that and you know god damn, you got to cut down on these minute and a half shifts. There are way too many of those going on right now.
2: Oh, I know. I you know what's crazy is I was actually thinking the same thing when you were talking there. I there's been times where I've seen O'Reilly and Shen and defenseman Pareco who we've talked about in the show before and if you want to hear more about Pareco talked about him last week how he just doesn't look right it, these some of these shifts seem to be going on for 45 seconds to a minute and a half and that's just too long you can't take shifts that long in the NHL and and you know every now and then yeah you'll you'll get away with it but it seems like it's rampant we see it constantly. Where Ryan O'Reilly's out there for you know he'll be out there for a defensive zone faceoff, and then a minute and fifteen seconds later you see him carrying the puck up, but it's like why is he still out there? He should have been he should have gone off the first chance he got forty five seconds ago. Uh, it's it's just it's not right. It's wrong. And and oh go ahead, Kurt. What, what are you thinking?
0: No, I was I was going to move on to the uh, overtime.
2: <laughs> oh well, then I'll. I'll just say, like, uh, before we talk about overtime, um, I just, again, Coach Ponder, sitting people. Kurt, you mentioned something on uh, on uh, uh, social media about uh, Zach Sanford's penalty. Uh, completely oh, yeah, unnecessary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm sure he was pissed off about that hip check, but you do not. When you've got a lead, you don't go back and you cross-check the guy right in front of the goddamn referee. No. What the fuck are you doing? Not- you sit your ass down after that. You don't play, and you're not playing next game. I'm going to put fucking whoever is on my taxi squad out instead of you. And then I'm going to add, too, Jaden Schwartz with that high stick right off the face-off. What are you doing? Keep your fucking stick down, well, man. Well, that was an ax You've got a one-goal... That, that- Accident my ass. It was an accident. I don't he's not, care. He's not high
0: second on purpose. I
2: don't care. Coach Ponder's
3: pissed. Coach Ponder's not an If happening. you want to say, you,
2: if you if don't, want to say gang you, control your stick, you, that's fine. I don't, want to see, no, I, I don't want to see an accident with fucking two minutes left and a one-goal lead in a team that's given you fits yeah, for the last but two seasons. I'm not, not going to. You have to be... You have to be sure that you're making the right play with that much time left in the game, and you've got I, a one. Yeah, goalie. but you can't
0: compare his to Sanford's. Sanford's was intentional. Sanford's was way yeah, worse. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I mean, yeah. uh, accidental high sticks are going to happen. Right. I mean, it, it sucks. Keep control your stick. I get it, but I mean, I wouldn't. Com- uh, and
2: but that was a nothing yeah. play. Like it
0: was I mean, such a stupid I, play to have his stick up. I there. high-sticked my cousin in the head twice in one game, in college. Uh, when we played on different teams and uh completely by accident I did would not want to high stick and we were in helmets and uh, did not want to high stick him. <laughs> I did it twice in one game and it, he got pissed. So I mean I mean it should well, have did you did you get penalized? No, at neither time. No. You should well, have well yeah obviously. But uh you gotta
2: have control of your stick and Jane Schwartz knows that and well, I, I thought I know he knows that. that was a completely stupid play to have any chance of your stick coming up in a play like that, especially in the offensive zone, too.
0: My, my issue with Sanford, too, is that uh, if you want to get a guy back, fine. Uh, pick your spot. Don't get, don't get him back in a game that you're trying to break a losing streak. You have one goal lead. Uh, don't fuck it up. Uh, why would you do that? It's just a, it's a it's right. totally irresponsible play.
3: And, right, and it's... It's the the kind of penalty that uh, all the pundits and all the former players are going to tag as selfish. And I can't argue with that. It was a very selfish penalty. It, you know, you don't, you don't outright cross check somebody after the play is stopped in front of the ref. You're not trying to get somebody to get into it with you. You're just taking your frustration out and you're the only one that's going well, to the box and, in
2: that and situation. Again, if it's, if it's a two-goal lead, maybe I even a, a little bit bat an eyelash and say, well, he's pissed. It's a two-goal lead. You know, he believes in his team, whatever. One-goal lead, you can't fucking do that. You And again, we've got a fucking 67-game series against the the Arizona Coyotes right now. Bring it to <sighs> next game. Mm-hmm. Next time you're at a face off with the guy in the first or period of the next game, fight him there. I don't, don't care. Don't fight him. You don't do it don't there. Don't fight
0: him. Just lay him out clean. You know, you got a big body, right. Say, hit him.
3: Right. Stupid. It, it, again shows shows the lack of focus, lack of uh lack of awareness of the situation that you only ever play Arizona, you're going to get your opportunity to do it again.
2: So, uh, G.I. Jose in the comments says, uh, talking about the Bertuzzo play, Jeff, with that attitude, you'd ice the puck too. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, you're right, but I don't play in the NHL. Robin Bertuzzo knows better.
0: Again, I think that's the plan. I think he's told to. I disagree with I, the entire uh, philosophy.
3: You know, yeah, I I, do too. I, I do too. I and I think you're right. I think it's becoming more commonplace that you know players. Eric Carlson is definitely doing that. Tell me if I'm wrong, Puck Guy fourteen. But I've seen a couple of Sharks games this year where he's he's definitely just like, all right, I'm throwing it down, the, down, and you know we're not going to skate through. You know, try to get the puck. We're just going to automatically regroup for the faceoff just now it, it's it is becoming too commonplace
0: if it's an issue where you had just tried to loft it out partially fanned on it and they they grabbed it at the blue line and held it in because you were trying to get cute and try and you know float it to center um, and then next time you fire it down to make sure it gets out that's different because you're like okay i don't want to fuck around i'm getting it out right now um and we'll deal with the face-off later i understand that aspect but you, you just won the face-off you had time flip it out uh, no score in the three-on-three overtime, and uh, Arizona wins in the shootout. Two goals to one um, after uh, Perron yeah, Peron scored first, right? So Perron scores mm-hmm. first, thinking things are pretty good, um, and then uh, they don't score again, and then Arizona scores their last two shooters. I think, um, you know, um, this game was interesting because this game kind of caused uh, Blues Nation on social media to lose it. Uh, they've lost three in a row three to Arizona. Um, And it, it, people were pissed. I mean, rightfully so, but uh, people were, a lot of people were acting like, I mean, granted there's a, there's a bipolar meter on social media. That's just nuts because they will, you know, they they win a game. They're the best team in the world. They lose the game like in this fashion and oh my God, they're terrible. I, I'm not watching this team anymore. They're done. So that's, that's kind of uh, the way things go on social media with a lot of, a lot of people. And you know, granted, it's been three in a row. It's a, it was a, it was a bad, it was a tough loss, um, and so I get, the, I get the, the attitude. But man, oh man, um, people are the Blues in trouble, guys, because they've lost three in a row. Um, and Pierre LeBrun, so I'll, I'll bring this straight up right now. He said, again, I encourage fans to monitor point percentage more than points this season, with the uncertainty on 56 games being played. Your current top 10. Tampa Bay, Vegas, Boston, Toronto, Florida, Montreal, Carolina, Philadelphia, Cardinal, Dallas. I don't know why he did the entire league. Um, He could have should have done by division or something, because that's not how playoffs are working this year. Um, But uh, we're second in point percentage in the division. So, and somebody replied back, or somebody retweeted this. That's how I saw it initially, and said uh, this is why the St. Louis Blues fans shouldn't be encouraged by seeing their team near the top of the West standings. Points likely won't matter this year. Winning percentage will. That's why you need to beat the Coyotes. Here's the deal, though, with that: the Blues are in the exact same spot right now, points and point percentage. So, if the season were to end, oh, I don't know, uh, today, they'd still be in second because of point percentage. So, yes, point percentage is going to be important, but the they still only, need to worry about.
2: The only thing, the only thing that's concerning me is there is a decent possibility the Blues and Coyotes beat in the playoffs. That's the only thing that concerns me because it feels like again for the past two. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. But I'm just saying that that there's a possibility that we see the let's say the Blues finish first and the Coyotes finish what fourth.
0: Well, right now winning percentage Uh, winning percentage they're in fifth, but uh, was it in points they're in fourth? So the point percentage would hurt them. It wouldn't. Oh, we're in third, sorry.
2: Either way, I'm just saying that if they face the Coyotes in the playoffs, that is trouble for the St. Louis Blues. It doesn't matter where it shakes out, you know, who gets home field or home ice advantage, it doesn't matter. They they do not play well against the Coyotes and that yeah. is an issue. They need to be able to play against and, and it's not that the Coyotes are a far and freer team, it's just they play a style that does not match up well for the St. Louis Blues. And I think that they need to figure out how to beat this, this speed through the neutral zone, this uh, back-and-forth play, which the Coyotes like. They need to find a way to be able to beat that. And right now, they
0: don't have the answer for I thought it. the Blues played a pretty good game last game. I, I was not disappointed. I mean, the 1st the start of the game wasn't that great. But uh, I thought they played pretty well after that. I mean they I, I was not I felt like the penalties at the end killed not, them. Yeah, well they lost the game. I, they they made some mistakes, but I thought I thought compared to some of the games recently, I thought they played pretty good. Um and and they were 0.7 seconds away from two points outright. So, I mean,
2: and they need to well the, I I feel like they need to figure out Darcy Kemper. That's he's been a blues killer. Yeah, I, well We'll see, and they need to figure that out. It well, doesn't matter they're... how well you play if you can't beat the goalie, you're you're not going <clears> to <throat> advance.
3: Shit, either Coyote's goalie's been a Blues killer so far this year. Yeah, I mean, Aronta was great w- the the game he got, and uh, he didn't even get to dress in uh, the game last night. Two nights. When when was it? It all seems like Groundhog Day. Right, <laughs> the, the memes are so accurate.
0: Um, special teams right now are uh, 28th on the power play, 29th on the PK. That has to get better. At least one of them does. Yes. you got to be good at one. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to be great at both, but you got to be good at one. And they were terrible at both. You know,
2: I think if they are better at one of those, this series is split right now at the oh, worst. Well,
0: if they're seven seconds better last game, that's split right now.
2: Well, well, yeah, but I'm just saying if yeah. if your power play is clicking or your penalty kill is clicking, you've got a two and two series at the very worst right now
3: right i mean not not that i am am trying to you know it, Make any kind of uh, equivalence between Hitchcock and Baruby because I hold them in two totally different esteems. Hitchcock in <laughs> very little esteem, but the number that Hitchcock <laughs> always talked about was the combined power play and um, penalty kill percentage, and the Blues, the Blues are just god awful on that. And I think it starts with one hundred and ten. You know, right, going back to what I said. You want, you want it's, at least one hundred and ten? Yeah, one hundred and ten. Yeah, yep. And we are, um, we are, and I don't know the, the blues, blues. I'll look it
0: up. Go ahead. Sorry.
3: Yeah. We are, we're, we're god awful, is what we are. Um, awful. Yeah. They, they need to focus on discipline and staying out of the damn box. And, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, a fellow enough old time hockey people on Twitter that, uh, you know, people are, you know, would espouse, you know, bring back the fines, you know, bring back the bag skates. That's how you get these players to stop it. I, I don't know that you get the modern play to, to, to stop it that way, but something's got to change. And, you know, O'Reilly, I thought uh, in his post game presser said, you know, as a leadership group, we need to, we need to change things. And it's on me.
0: We're at 80 combined.
3: Yeah. <laughs> We're good. We have to, we have to get that up 30 points,
0: 30 points. And preferably. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's, it's a lot. I am. You know what? I, I am not concerned about the power play. Uh, I think that'll come around. Um, the penalty kill is weird to me. I'm not sure what's going on there. But the power play, I think, will be okay.
2: See, you know, that's, that's where I guess we differ because I'm the opposite. Mm-hmm. I actually feel like the penalty kill is going to figure it out and the power play is the
0: problem.
3: Yeah, I agree. See I agree with that.
0: Well, I mean last well I'm last year's power play, we were fifth in the league, something like that. Um and uh now granted we have uh what's his face running uh the power play of this season, so that's a change. Um Montgomery. Montgomery's running the power play <sighs> of this season. Which I mean that was supposed to be a good thing because Dallas's uh goal production last year was good under Montgomery and he left and took a took a nosedive. So you're thinking that, that would have been you know uh, a positive and plus we added Krug and plus we added Hoffman both power play specialists um it sh- it should have been a no-brainer uh good power play this season that that's where i'm coming from for i think the power play will come around even though they've they've looked lost at times but the but my god the penalty kill uh has been equally as bad so uh i don't know we'll see we should uh, we should see which which uh, which has the better point increase uh, uh over the next couple weeks um let's see I'm going to skip over the fox stuff. Uh um
2: uh, so we got we got a couple of comments we should we should look over real quick. Um F117 Nighthawks says we're in a tough division. Uh it seems like we always lose as a team figures us out. So um okay so here's something I wanted to say about, you know, cuz literally at this point it is a 7 game series with the coyotes. If you look at this as a seven game series, the coyotes are up three to one, right? We always say, and we've said since since the blues run in two thousand and nineteen, we're a team that in a long series will wear you out. That's why it didn't work in Vancouver because if they would' have gone at seven, there's no way the Canucks beat the blues. So this is a seven game series. We're down three to one. If they are truly a team that can wear you out in a seven game series, the blues should win the next three games right that's yeah. that's the way that we've been told to believe in blues hockey. so these next three games, we should see the blues just dominate the coyotes. But do either of you actually feel like that's what's going to happen?
3: No, no, and I was gonna bring up uh Nighthawk's next comment we don't figure out the other team. And I, I think that's key. Other teams figure us out and, and have learned how to beat us and, you know, play through, play through us in our own zone. Um, Bring, bring, you know, our game to us and we, we don't have an answer. We looked like we had an answer at the end of the reverse retro game, you know, coming close to tying it at the end, but yeah, we we definitely don't figure other teams out and, um, you know, are don't have an answer at this point.
0: Uh, AC Generator says in the YouTube chat, maybe the problem with the power play is that Jim Montgomery is trying to coach sober. Oh, <laughs> oh. Mm. Too, soon. too soon. Too soon. And not funny. <laughs> no,
3: we, su- we support <laughs> Coach Montgomery and his sobriety. Right,
2: right. Hey, former River Otter.
0: Jim Montgomery yeah. I just want to point that out. Former Blue, Jim Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Uh okay. So moving on. Oh, so uh, F179 Hawkeyecast for predictions for uh for next game. Uh well based on Bill's response there, are you are you not encouraged about the Blues winning next game.
3: Mm, uh not at this point, no. I
0: think uh, I think uh I did like what I saw from the Blues last game. I think if they can get off to a better start, even though they were had to lead one, nothing last game, they didn't play well the first half of the first period. uh I think if they can get off to a better start, which has been a problem uh i think I think they'll be okay. I think they i mean they're gonna they're not gonna lose four straight to arizona there's're not going to happen nope, yeah, well of averages odds it's gonna we'll win tomorrow or f- Friday.
2: I hope you're right. I don't share the same optimism. I'm, uh, you know, and by the way, for anyone who cares, the series is shifting to Arizona, uh, the next game for on Friday. I'm, uh, I'm going four one coyotes. I think they're going to dominate. I hope I'm wrong. That's how I feel. Yeah.
3: yeah I, you know, I, I'd, I'd like to be optimistic too, but you know, in until the blues can start showing me that they are able to, uh, play a disciplined game and stay out of the box. Um, you know, I, I think that the the Coyotes are gonna take advantage of the special teams and uh, and win the game. You know, get back to playing five on five hockey for, you know, for closer to sixty minutes. Stop taking over ten minutes in penalties a game. I think that's the Blues' best chance. And uh, you know, there's no better time than the present to start it. But I just, I'm I'm not all that confident that uh, that they'll be able to flip that switch.
0: So the Mount Rushmore of Blues Villains, I saw this, uh, someone asked this question on uh, social media and I've, and I forgot who posted it. I was going to give credit and I, I, sorry, I forgot, Um, but somebody else uh, had this idea and I thought it'd be fun to talk about. So uh, Mount Rushmore of Blues Villains. So we can do all time and current if you want. Um, So do you guys have uh, some all time Blues Villains you want to talk about?
3: Yeah, I well, actually all, I could do three lists actually.
0: All time current and oh my and,
3: Yeah. All time all time current and pla well all time and current for players and then all time non players.
0: Oh Ooh. that's so, a good one. You why didn't you bring that up earlier?
3: <laughs> um because I Damn. was busy hoarding the idea.
0: <laughs> all right. That's that's a, probably that's sure. a good idea. All right, well, uh, why don't you go last, then, with your... uh, That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that way you're not going to show us up.
2: (laughs) Yeah. All All right. right. So, real quick, I'll I'll do mine. Um, uh, The names that I went back and forth on, it's... uh, And let's just say, too, I'm 35 years old, so this is, like, my... uh, In my lifetime, what I've experienced. I think we could all agree on my first... Fuck you, Nick Kiprios. Mm. Uh, Nick Kiprios is a son of a bitch, and I don't need to explain why unless you're a newer fan. He's the one that um, fell purposely, I don't care what he says, on Grant Fjord in the 96 playoffs um, and knocked Fjord out and John Casey had to play against the Red Wings, which John Casey played fine. But I think with Grant Fiore that's a different series against the Red Wings. So, Nick Kiprios, uh, fuck you. You get my number one spot on the uh, the Mount. And I've always said this. If I ever see Nick Kiprios out on the street, I would honestly. like. And I'm a, ni- I'm a very nice person. I don't care what anybody says about me. I'm a great person. Yeah. I will always find the good in people. Yeah. Shut up, Kurt. Um, Nick Kiprios... I will fucking tell you how much I hate you because of what you did to that Blues this season in 96. So that's my number one. Owen Nolan meets my number two uh, just because of the shit he pulled in 2000. Six goals, two assists, only four penalty minutes, which he deserved a lot more in the 2000 playoffs and seven playoff games. Um, And then uh, Judge Edward Houston makes my number three. (laughs) <laughs> uh, again, for anybody who doesn't know, look hey, him that's, up. That's on Bill's but, list, uh, I'm sure.
0: That's a that's a not player.
2: I'm sure it is.
0: That's not uh, fair.
2: He is uh he is the disqualified. One, he's the one that awarded he's the one that awarded Scott Stevens uh to the New Jersey Devils from the St. Louis Blues or the Brendan Shanahan uh allegations. Um and then I, I I really had a tough time with my next one. Um I'm gonna throw in a dark horse real quick. Jerome McGinley is a guy who dominated the blues Uh, in 76 games played. He had 29 goals and 74 points and it was a plus 14. And that was the most points against a team that was not in the, in Calgary's division for him. So basically Edmonton, Vancouver and Colorado were all in his division. That's who he had the most points against outside of them it was the St. Louis Blues so, who we scored the most points against.
0: He was a Blues we, killer. We we approached this with different philosophies. I went with players that I just loathed, hated. But let me. Because, quick, it doesn't, doesn't matter if they performed well against I, us or I not. I just
2: I just want to add, Jerome McGinley did not make my list. Mike Keenan oh. is the last one that makes oh. my list.
0: Okay, again, not a yeah. player. That was my dark okay. horse. Okay.
2: All right, I don't care. <laughs> Mike Keenan, fuck you. All right.
0: <laughs> uh, see I'm going back to the Blues Blackhawks days I'm surprised uh, that, that that was one of these guys to make a list uh, Jeremy Roenick uh, d- during the Blues and Hawks uh, in the 90s uh, that, that heyday of the rivalry uh, when I was you know uh, growing up that was it for me I the, Black Hawk, the Blues and Blackhawks were you clear your schedule you're watching this game I don't care if you're missing a birthday party or what you are watching this game because something's going down. And uh, Ronick was always right in the middle of it. I had a really hard time. Ronick, Graham, uh, Larmer, um, you know, I, all those guys. Um, just uh, And another one on the list, Belfort. Off that team, uh-huh. Eddie Belfort. My God, I hated that man. Still do. Um, just the shit he pulled uh, and how good he was. Um, and Arzaman who was a thorn on our side for a long time, had the goal in double overtime against uh, Casey. And also low-bridged Pronger um, in the playoffs and took out his knee and uh, really uh, hurt our chances of beating him in that series, uh, took him out of the series. And then Duncan Keith, who uh, – Seabrook is the one that hit Bacchus, the cheap shot. Uh, but Duncan Keith for walking by and mocking Backus's head injury that and with wakey wakey Backus. that and then denying it afterwards like a coward you know uh hate him to this day for that i mean he, if he I, he could well i don't want to wish you on, on a player or an injury but uh it wouldn't it wouldn't uh make me frown if uh he were to have a dizzy moment on the on the ice <laughs> all right yeah okay Bill.
3: so So, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll do my, I could, I could actually have gone with a decade by decade players list. Um, but, uh, but I will, I will, uh, I'll whittle it down, uh, and, and just go with what I have. Um, so the non-players, um, Jeff got two of them, Mike Keenan, Judge Edward Houston, um, you know, people that I will never forgive for the sins that they committed against the Blues. Um, Bill Laurie for mm, trashing yes. his team when he when he couldn't get his NBA franchise. He trashed the team, traded Pronger, uh, or forced the trade of Pronger uh, to save on salary. Um, and then, um, sorry to bring politics back into it, but either Dave Checkets or Sarah Palin for um, <laughs> yeah. hurting Manny Legacy. That's great. Uh, <laughs> they, they both share blame uh, in this one. That's awesome. Um, but, so, players... <laughs> players and and i think this this list is inspired by by my earliest days as a blues fan because there are some names from the past uh i could i could approach this like the um the final game in slapshot oh this is a surprise (laughs) uh what with the notoriety (laughs) <laughs> His subsequent deportation to Canada and that country's <laughs> refusal to, to accept, accept him. him. <laughs> nice. uh, so, so um, since you had the list of Blackhawks, I'm gonna go deeper cut on the Blackhawks and say Al Secord.
0: Yeah, I was thinking that too.
3: But... When when I grew up, man. Going to those games at the old barn, fights in the stands, c getting thrown out and throwing up the double bird at the crowd. I will never forget that. It just and, and the guy's a pilot. He, he flies for Air Canada now. It, really? It, you know, yeah, he, oh, he yeah. wasn't fortunate enough to play during the uh, during the million dollar days. So he got a career after his uh, NHL days were over. Um, but yeah, he he was uh, you know, just such a hated person. I hated him so much. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's uh, indelible memories from from his time with the Blackhawks. Um, another guy from that era, Willie Plett. For the Minnesota North Stars, ah, nice, just rugged defenseman. Every time the Blues played, there was going to be a fight with Plett. Um blonde-haired defenseman, War Number Four, did not wear a helmet, knew there was going to be a fight.
0: You know, speaking um, of, speaking of Minnesota, Craig Ludwig, yeah. has, uh, the the flared out shin guards, from blocking. he was Dallas. Yeah, yeah I, I know so well, he was right, Dallas. Right, 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 R- Dallas R- sorry.
3: But, but the stars organization, yeah.
0: right? Uh, he, I I hated him for that. Just just for flaring out the pads. I mean, you're fucking cheating. He's got like a wallet mm-hmm. on there.
3: Yeah, yeah. But uh, he he had those since uh, since his college days in North Dakota, and uh, used them even when he played for the Habs and was on the Cup winning team in '86. So I, I'm going to give him a pass. Um, Bob Probert has to make this yeah. list. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: He was close for me.
3: Yeah, I mean, I remember being in a game where um, you know it was it was uh, a late season game or a playoff game, and it was uh, a, a lot of cheap shots going on. And he actually punched Vincent Riendo in the head. Just oh, yeah. turned around and clocked the Blues goalie right that, in the head.
0: That video is on YouTube. Yeah. Now, and now, now, I think Riendo did. Uh, I wouldn't say embellish. embellish. sure. He got punched. I mean, mm-hmm, yeah. but uh, and Riendo went down like he was shot. But uh, and and actually, it's Mm -hmm. funny because I do believe the Detroit announcers uh, are have the call on that YouTube video, and they talk about how Riendo is is faking, (laughs) even Mm -hmm. though he did literally get punched. So,
3: yeah. So so yeah. So those those three guys from from the uh, the early '80s. um, If I was gonna go for an all '80s team, the other guy that I would throw in there is Rick Vive. Um, Had some uh, Uh. back blues blues versus maple leafs uh, he wore that ridiculous horse collar get up and he he was a tough guy always fought against the blues but also scored a lot against the blues so hated him um but uh, other guys that i did consider for for my all-time list um you guys had nick kiprios steve Iserman, the one that nobody mentioned though jamie ben
0: uh- he was on, okay. Jamie Ben. So yeah. I, I've got a few here that are more recent. Patrick Kane, Jamie Ben, Andrew Shaw. Um, t- speaking of uh, giving the fans double bird, Andrew Shaw got in trouble for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. With Blues fans. but uh, And also, you know what? So I got Ryan Johansson, which I can't stand. Maybe it's a personal thing with me. I don't know. Uh, Esa Lindell and Dustin Brown for L.A. Back in, remember a number of years ago when he was oh, like enemy yeah. number one? Uh, he's just a cheap mm. shot bastard. I'm not sure if he has toned it down or is just or what, but uh I haven't heard much about him at all. Probably because he hasn't been very good in a while. Um uh, but also Well, uh
2: I, uh I was gonna I was gonna add real quick, Jason Miller in the uh in the chat says uh, who doesn't want to punch Chris Draper. Yeah. Chris Draper isn't one. Mm. You mentioned Patrick Kane, he says that too. But for me, Tomas Holmstrom, one of my least favorite players mm, of all yeah. time.
1: True.
3: Hated yeah, Tomas Holmstrom. Holmstrom and Kirk Maltby. Yes. That,
2: yeah.
0: That line. Yeah.
2: Malby, Draper, Grindeline, and uh, McCarty. The fucking yeah.
0: grind line. Suck a dick, yeah. grind line. I hated them. So so it's interesting. So after, I think probably one of the players in the league that Blues fans would cheer the loudest and get the biggest kick out of if the Blues player were to beat one-on-one and score a goal. It happened earlier right this year. Cairo beating Petrangelo. I'm going to put Petrangelo on this, not as a villain, but in a, in a different sense. To where I think it's one of the more satisfying players for a blues player to beat on the ice to score a goal would be Petrangelo.
2: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Because the blues yeah. nation went nuts. Granted, Cairo's goal was fantastic, but they went nuts because uh doubly nuts because the the person he beat was was Petro.
2: So I'm gonna I'm gonna add three players that are similar in that that that, that I honestly did consider. Uh, one was Curtis Joseph because he was a blues killer after he left here. He was unbelievable. Toronto, Edmonton, Detroit. He always shut down the blues. You know what though? Uh, Fans, fans,
0: fans always loved him though. Even, I mean, they always, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. But you want to know who we didn't love. And
2: even though blues fans will tell you now, that this is not true. It is true. There are two players who went to the Red Wings after they left the Blues who were hated, Brendan Shanahan and Brett Hall. Yeah. Both of them when they defected and went on to Detroit, they were hated by Blues fans. Booed every time they touched the puck and and just berated well, until they retired. Hall
0: scored some big goals with Detroit against us in the playoffs too. I mean that that uh, Yeah, he did. That that did that that didn't help things at all. I mean, the, and it, winning cups with Detroit is what Shanahan and Hull did. I mean, or a cup, I guess, which Hull won a cup in Detroit and, and winning a cup in Dallas too. So, yeah, I, I mean, Hull Hull and Shanahan, great goal scorers. You're gonna get fucking burned by them both uh, when they're playing elsewhere, especially in the division. So,
2: yeah. Uh, Current, I know that um, we're running short on time here, so I'll just say current, I think number one has to go to Jonathan Taves, right? Uh, Jonathan Taves, the 2014 series, six games played, three goals, four assists, a plus four. Obviously had that big game-winning goal in game five uh, that pretty much sealed the deal against the Blues. Um, And that's why it was so satisfying in the 16 series where he had seven games played against the Blues, only well, he had six assists, which is still impressive, but no goals. So, I'd, I'd give Jonathan Taves as a, as a mention there, and then Patrick Line, who just recently left what it will probably continue to be the true central division, uh, moved on to Columbus. 16 games played, 15 goals, four assists, 19 points, a plus 10 against the Blues. Obviously. That is uh, because of that four-goal game he had in 2019. But still, 15 goals in 16 games. That's impressive. And we're talking about the Arizona Coyotes. Clayton Keller, 15 games played. St. Louis native, four goals, nine assists. And then, uh, of course, Connor Garland, who has been unbelievable against the Blues. Eight games played, four goals, four assists.
0: Jason Miller said uh, in YouTube chat, is it bad to say Claude Lemieux was one of my favorites just because of that? He's talking about the uh, hit on Draper. And, uh, yeah, I'm a Claude Lemieux fan for that. I, uh, every time I see the video, I, there's a documentary on the whole thing. Um, you know, uh, I now watch the documentary for the probably the wrong, the, the wrong reasons. And <laughs> not the reason I, I watched it to enjoy the fact that uh, Lemieux was, uh, you know, uh, bashed in Draper's face. So, look at uh, my faith. I, uh, look at my faith.
1: Look <laughs> at my faith.
2: I, um, I gotta say, I've always i've I hold on to the conspiracy I have not seen any documentary on it but I hold on to the conspiracy that that whole thing was planned the attack on Draper uh, uh I'm sorry Draper Draper attacking Lemieux and then um uh shanahan stopping wa from interjecting if you watch that whole that was original m- McCarty play,
0: McCarty attacking Lemieux McCarty.
2: Yep. McCarty. I'm sorry yep. McCarty. yeah um that was that was completely planned by the Detroit Red Wings. I, if you oh, watch that yeah, whole thing over again, it was discussed oh, in sure. the locker room. They, it had to be the documentary. The talk, whole thing was planned. The
0: documentary talks about it. Oh yeah, that was and that was the next season, because because the the yeah. the Lemieux and Draper game uh, was the last game in that series, and uh, mm. Colorado won that game and they didn't play them until next year. And actually, that that brawl wasn't until later in the season. It wasn't the first, I don't even think it was the first game uh, they played each other. Um, which was interesting. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's. I'm not sure if it's on YouTube or Netflix or where it's at. Uh, but there's, there's a documentary out there somewhere on it and it's, it's pretty good. It, and Draper has a story about how, uh, Lemieux came up to him on the sidewalk when Draper was with his kids years later. And, uh, Draper kind of like, Oh, what's this going to be about? Cause they hadn't spoken since, uh, really. And, uh, Lemieux was very cordial, you know. He goes, uh, he goes, "Are these your kids?" And uh, Driver goes, "Yeah." And then he was just said hi to the kids and uh, shook their hand, and he just walked away. <laughs> wow! This is the man that bashed in my face. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Up next for the Blues, uh, Friday versus Arizona, and for the foreseeable future, they're playing Arizona. Bruby said that even though Mikola has played well, he might not play Friday. Which is interesting. Um,
2: I don't like that. They need more boom I, boom Gunners.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say they put Gunners in line if they have to. I, I don't. I don't agree with that, but whatever. I mean, Keep I get Jake wanting
2: to make lineup changes. Yeah, I, I get wanting to make lineup changes, but I mean, come on, you can't. McCullough has been one of the best Blues defensemen in a team of bad defense. I think you got to play him. I agree. Yeah. I agree.
3: It, and if, if you pull them, don't go Gunnarsson, give Wallman a shot, please. Uh, Patrick day yeah. says, Probably something new.
0: Patrick day says, I thought it was 30 for 30. It might've been ESPN 30 for 30. I think it was uh, the Draper uh, documentary. Good call.
2: Lots of, lots of comments tonight. we really appreciate this guys. We say this, I say this every week that we, uh, we appreciate all the comments. Sorry. We can't get up to them all. Obviously the whole show would be reading comments. So thank you very much everybody for tuning in and 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 uh, participating in the show We always appreciate
0: it. Uh, s- Support for Let's Go Lose Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's blow grooming products. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code LGB. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. And by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com. And get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Lose Radio sent you. That'll wrap up episode 22 of season 9 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's uh, episode. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues, I guess.
2: Let's go Blues. Same old thing, right? Beat the fucking Coyotes. Let's go Blues.
0: (laughs) I'm glad we weren't trying to do it
1: St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more Blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more No matter what the score They are quite a hockey team, my friend